We are. Huh. Live-ish. It says we're going live. Now it says we're live. Corey Pulido. Hi, Corey. So do you guys want to hear the shit show that is the Sevon podcast? I always want to hear a little story. Where's Lazar Jukic? Well, that's a good question. So Lazar told us five minutes ago that he could only come on using Zoom. And I don't know what I'm doing, so I don't know how to make Zoom go to YouTube through the live feed because I'm not a Zoomist. I'm a Riversidist. I guess it's time to broaden my, broaden my skill set. Um, so Brian is on Instagram with Lazar right now, helping him get his shit together. And it looks like Lazar. Hey guys. Oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I made it. This fucking Serbian tried to strong arm us and get us on zoom. How dare he? (laughs) Holy cow. Holy cow. Okay. I'm going to stop recording and turn on your, I hope this on the live stream. Does the live stream still look like it's going on YouTube? It looks like it, yeah. God, thank you, Corey, Brandon, Dora, Krasnarik. What are you, Serbian? What are you Brandon, is, is that a Serbian name, Lazar? Which one? K-R-Z-N-A-R-I-C. Krasnarik? No. I- oh. How do we know if someone has a Serbian, is Serbian or not? Like, if you're I can't Armenian, see the comments, so I can't if, tell if you. Okay. If you're Armenian and your name ends in IAN, we know you're Armenian. How do we know if someone's Serbian? What's the tell sign? Man, I think Serbians are better looking. (laughs) 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 She's a good looking guy. She's probably Serbian. (laughs) All right. We're going to start like that, huh? We're going to start like that, huh? Um, For those of you who don't know, Lazar (laughs) Jukic is... One of two of the Jukic brothers who made it to the CrossFit Games. I can't think of any other brothers that both competed individually side by side except for the Panchicks and the Andersons. And the Smiths. Is that true? Oh. Smiths, yeah. Smiths. Which is really remarkable, right? That there would be 40 of the fittest guys on the planet with um, uh, arguably the broadest. There would be 40 of the fittest guys on the planet with um, uh, arguably the broadest uh, net in, in, in all of sports. And by that, I mean um, it's the most egalitarian, I don't know, broad cast of a net to try to find the top. You know, there's arguably someone better in football, soccer. There's a better, you know, javelinist somewhere in the world because the net isn't that broad and there's so many politics. But this guy, Lazar Jukic and his brother Luca, they ponied up $20 each and jumped in the same pond <laughs> as um, anyone in the world. Is that how much the Open still is? It's $20? Yeah, I think $20 still. Which is like which is like you could buy two houses in Serbia for that much, so you know his commitment. <laughs> that's for the good look. That's for the uh, making fun of my looks comment. And... Uh, and he um and he showed up and he took hold on let me put the rankings here what place did he take Brian really Sivan you still don't know I could guess I would say seventh oh no nope, uh, I was wrong close, close, <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> 
Um, we had the opportunity to meet Lazar and Luca. Um, they they gave us their time during the during the games, which um, Brian and I didn't expect any athletes to do that. And there were a handful of you that did that, including Travis Mayer, Daniel Brandon, Colton, Colton Mertens, uh, yourself, Luca. And I'm sorry if I forgot anyone, but but that was Scott Panchik, and, and and even Travis Mayer even did it from the venue, which was just crazy. Um. And he goes to this competition. It was the second time he had qualified, but only the first time he accepted. And he finished ninth. He are you're 22 years old? No, you're 25. I'm, I'm 25. Yeah, okay. Luca is 22. Okay. Um, if you want to hear sort of his origins into CrossFit, go back and listen to the last podcast. It's it's actually really cool. And uh, here we are. How many how many days has it been since the CrossFit Games? Do you know? Uh, a week and a half. It's uh, 10 days. And do you know how many days from now when the next CrossFit Games will be? <laughs> 346. I like it. I, I was hoping that you were going to say something like you have every single workout scheduled for the next 346 days meticulously planned. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Not even close. Um, uh, am I saying it right? Lazar or Lazar? It's uh, Lazar. Lazar. Lazar, um, are you are you going to try to go to the games next year? Of course. Yeah. Okay. Then we'll continue this podcast because if because we're investing <laughs> in our time into you and we need to make sure you're going again. <laughs> I hope. Um, will Luca try to go again also? No, for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, we 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 want to make it a tradition. Ten years. <laughs> That's awesome. Ten years. <laughs> ten years. A ten year tradition. Tradition. Um, for me, Luca has uh, some more time. I think it, it, it will be 13 for him. Perfect. Um, before we, we, we wanted to walk through um, the workouts with you. Are you okay with that? Sure. Um, bef- but before we go there, can you tell us um, about what you did? So the games finish and you leave the venue. Can mm-hmm. you tell us like how the the ten days between you leaving the venue and here like and no detail is too small. You went to your hotel room. You went to an after party. You guys got on a flight. I'm just curious like how how you've un, un kind of decompressed over the last ten days. What was it like? Well, yeah, I went to after party, but I stayed for like thirty minutes because I couldn't sit or stand because my back was destroyed. <laughs> so, yeah, not not too much of a party for me. But yeah, after that we went um, to Chicago, drove to Chicago, and then uh, flew from Chicago to New York. Slept one night in New York. Went back home. Direct flight to Serbia. Why did you stay I the st- night in New York? Why did you stay there? Uh, because it was just a layover. We we okay. went to a hotel and just slept and uh, home. I was home for one day and then I traveled to France to see my girlfriend because she's living here in Strasbourg. So now, now I'm, I'm at her place in Strasbourg, France. So wait a second. When you, when you, when you fly back to Serbia, you don't have to stay locked down in a hotel um, and no. pay $3,000 for two weeks. No, no. I'm thankful it. for that actually. I love <laughs> because, Serbia. Uh, we, we got vaccinated and uh, yeah, I, I think, that opens many doors. If if you weren't I, vaccinated, would you have had to quarantine? Yeah, we we wouldn't be able to enter U.S. We would be a, able to enter U.S., but we would uh, need 14 days 
quarantine in US and um, that just wasn't an option for us. So immediately after semifinals, we decided to do it. So, and then and then did, and then is that how you got into France too? You're vaccinated, so it was no problem yes. there also. Yes, yes. How do they know you're vaccinated? Well, you you just get some certificate and that's it. Could I like just you print- show it? You show it. <laughs> Can you just print? It? <laughs> yeah. Like, could you take? Could you send a screenshot of yours to me, and then I'll just make one for myself. <laughs> we can try. <laughs> Is it weird that my balls always itch? Brian gives me a little smile. When you get Brian, give me a little smile when you read this. Did someone write that? Yeah. Oh God. Oh jeez. Hey, you know, I was thinking. Um. Uh. Uh. Eventually, I'd love to get Ricky um, Gerard on here. Is it Gerard or Gerard? I think it's Gerard. Gerard. And and I was thinking this morning. Um. You know, we're in the courtship process of getting him on here, and I would love to just ask him a million questions. But um, usually in the comment section, like, I don't give a shit what you guys write. Have at it. As long as you're not being a, just a complete scumbag, um, have at it. Say what you want. But if we have Ricky Gerard on here and anyone starts fucking with the guest, you guys are toast. So be cool. So be cool. But if you want to beat up on Lazar, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, guys. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so, uh, so so you so you go to Serbia for one day and, and is your brother still there? Uh, no, my brother went to Greece uh, with his girlfriend to oh. for some <laughs> holiday. Hey, uh, easy life. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this is what twenty-two and twenty-five-year-old men want to do. They want to work out and then go be with their girlfriends. This is you, this is completely normal. And um, did your girlfriend watch the games from France on oh, on video? Yeah. Yeah, she she's she's my biggest fan. I I I can bet. And she was at the airport when you got there. Uh, where to France? France, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She she was waiting me. And um, is she Serbian? Yes. And what is she doing in France? Uh, she's studying for uh, her PhD in mathematics. Oh, jeez, you got a smart one, huh? <laughs> I'm 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 fit. She's smart. Yeah, kids, that's kids will be kids will be uh, genetic gold mine. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> the the people who get their PhDs in math, the the stats on their success versus all other PhDs is is it's fascinating. It, it, Thomas Sowell, the economist, has written quite a bit about it, and uh, yeah, it's fascinating. That's it's a good um, that's a good step. Is she is she in Paris? No, she's in Strasbourg. Oh yeah, that's right. You said that, and where I don't know where that is. That sounds like it's in Germany, but you saying it's, it's yeah, it's, it's really close to Germany. Okay. Historically, that city's sometimes changed back and forth between France and Germany. Yeah, it, and everyone who Germany, then France, and then Germany. They learn all, both languages there. Wait, yeah. how do you know stuff like that, Brian? I was in high school. I did a foreign exchange trip to and stayed with a family that lived in Strasbourg. Yeah, because it sounds like a German beer. That's how I knew it was German. Doesn't it sound like a German beer? Strasbourg. We'll take three Strasburgs. Did you, <laughs> did you drink it all at the after party? No, no, no. Uh, do you drink it all anyway? Uh, rarely. Just some special occasions, but not too much. Just maybe a beer on, or I, I wouldn't say a wine, but something like that. Are you lightweight since you don't drink very much? Like if you take a sip, do you just start to feel it? 
man. Uh, if I if if I drink one beer, I will <laughs> I, I will start to. <laughs> you and me are in the same. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the athletes are like that. Um, I don't know where this lady's from. Her name is Camila. Gis- she tells she actually tells us where she's from. Oh, I haven't got there yet. Uh, Camila Jaskol Jaskolska. Oh, she pull one. Thanks for the great podcast. I was listening to you for five hours straight during my drive back home today. Uh, t- home today. Greetings from Poland. Oh, greetings, Camila. And she she donated twenty five PLN. God, I hope that's like three million dollars. <laughs> so this is the last <laughs> podcast we do. <laughs> and those of you who donate money, that's uh, exceedingly generous of you. Thank you. Um. So. So you're you're in you're in France and and how much did you weigh when you were at the games? Uh, Two hundred pounds. And how uh, much do you weigh? Kilos. And how much do you weigh now? No idea. No idea. You, but but I didn't I didn't get fat. So no. Have no. you worked out since you've been in France? Yeah, uh, <laughs> we are we are kind of preparing for a small team competition. Yeah, in uh, Colmar, uh, it's. Uh, close to us so yeah we wanted to do that since before the games uh, it, it will be fun she's and, and also where... doing crossfit so oh, oh it's you cool. you're doing oh, it with you... your girlfriend yeah yeah oh awesome <clears throat> yeah that is awesome wow so she's like bringing in this heavy hitter her boyfriend it's like when you bring your dad to school to beat someone up for you holy shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, guys, I'm going to join the team competition with my boyfriend. You guys may have heard of him, Lazar Jukic. It, 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 it's exactly what happened. So we get, got the wild card without even qualifying. <laughs> That's awesome. Where's the competition? It's in France? Uh, it's Colmar, France, yes. Okay. And um, where are you working out? Are you working out at a local CrossFit gym there? Yes, I work out now in um, CrossFit Nero, Strasbourg. And are they receptive to you? Do they know that you were just in Madison and you were at the games? They know, they know, yeah. And do they let you do they, your they, own they're, thing? They're pretty friendly. <clears throat> cool. Um, do they let you do your own thing or do you have to jump in in the classes? No, uh, it's it's huge gym. So even if, if there's a class, you can do whatever. There's everything you can imagine of equipment. So great, great, great cross gym. What languages do you speak, Lazar? Uh, I speak uh, Serbian and uh, English. Yeah, but uh, as a Serbian guy, you can understand a bunch of other languages. You can understand Croatian, Montenegro, uh, Bosnian. You can understand Macedonian a little bit. Yeah, you can. I, I can understand some some Russian because I studied studied it back back at the school. So yeah, that's about it. I, Monte, I can't really speak. Montenegro is a country. Yeah, uh, it was uh, Serbia and Montenegro until I would say 2003, and then it, it got we got split. I'm gonna have to look on a map. Like I just always thought of that as like a fictional place, like where like gangster movies or something. Place. I had no idea that I had no idea that was a real place. I thought that was just like in video games, Montenegro. Okay, well, learned something new on this podcast already. And and we're we're, we're just warming up, so we are just warming up. Just warming up. There is still a place ahead, over Tom. there called Bosnia and Herzegovina, though, right? Yeah. Yes. That's the famous spot. 
I feel, like pull, I feel like pulling up a window and looking at a map. I would have done that before, but I was on a phone call until right when this podcast started, like a jackass. I was in I was in sheer panic mode when I got on. Man, when you send me this uh, app that I need to download, I'm like, I'll be late, I'll be late, just download it. <laughs> um, Cole Seacrest says, I want to know his issue with his judge on the pegboard workout. We will get to that, I promise you. <laughs> I promise you. Someone got excited because you said Croatia. Oh, here. That explains everything. Uh, Amar Beer Dylan said it's too cold for the SARS virus to survive in Serbia. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Okay. It's actually um, not cold. Everybody thinks it's cold. We explained it in the last podcast. It's not Siberia. It's Serbia. <laughs> oh, I, and so I don't know if it was Matt Souza or not, but someone someone on our team said you were from Siberia. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And they go, why? I'm like, because I always thought he was from Serbia. And they're like, oh, shit, you're right. So it's just these Americans. They think Montenegro is a made-up place. They don't know the difference between <laughs> Serbia and Siberia. Um, so uh, one final question about what you're doing in France. How long are you going to be there? And like, part of me is like nervous, like you should already be back at home, like, like, taking ice baths and heating up and preparing for the games next year. Like how long can you be oh. fooling around? How long can you be fooling around and with your, with your French girlfriend? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll stay here for one month, but, uh, I have here everything that I need to, to start my training. Uh, she's really supportive. She makes all the meals. She like drives me to the gym, everything. So yeah, she's, she's great. Yeah, that's a good life. Hey, how 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 nice is that that you have someone who's so passionate about what she's doing? Obviously, her degree is taking up, a, a, consuming a ton of her time, right? And you have something that's consuming a lot of your time. And so both of you, I, I'm assuming there's a mutual respect. Like, hey, yeah, you do you, I'll do me. And when we get a chance, we'll come together. Yeah, for sure. I, I think uh, we both inspire each other. So it's 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 great. Yeah, that's a great word. People who inspire each other. Yeah, I told someone one time, I think the meanest thing I ever said to someone once, and I regret saying it, is I told someone very close to me that they don't inspire me. And that that wasn't fucking cool to me at all. Next time I won't I won't ever say that to someone again. And it ended yes, up backfiring. But, uh, but- it, it ended up being one of the most inspirational people in my life. I should have been she should have punched me in the face for saying it. Yeah, but uh, me and Anya, we uh, made it through a lot of stuff we i was working when we started dating i was uh just moving to kuwait and she was just going to france and we were like will it will we work it out and uh now we are three years together three three plus years and uh, yeah it's it's great yeah that's awesome how did you guys meet did he freeze mm-hmm. he did freeze how did you guys meet lazar uh, I was actually her her coach, and uh, and I, I I had a girlfriend, so yeah. And a year after I I met her, we were we were like really good friends, and then from friendship we we got together. Um, did your gym have rules not to uh, hook up with the clients? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. You didn't break any rules. <clears throat> Arsh Patel. <laughs> donated 80 and it's like some squiggly line <laughs> that's really cool thank you thank you mr patel um so should we just dig in with workout number one 
Lazar? No. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead, Brian. Well, we did. Well, the last time we spoke to him was after uh, day one of the competition. So I think we want. Maybe he could just summarize day one and set the stage for day two. Thank you. Good job, Ryan. Yeah, that, 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 that's smart. I can't remember his name and you remember the whole podcast. Good thing you're on the show. Bro. <laughs> you remembered my name. I, uh, I, heard, <laughs> I heard you, you said to Dave Castro, he, he should give me rookie of the year. And, yeah, uh, rookie of the year. And then yesterday, man, you're, you're my man. <laughs> and also when I was running uh, with those cleans, Lazar, you're leading, you're leading. <laughs> I was so embarrassed I lost the lead. You man, if great, I knew you cheered, I would, I would, I would stay in front. <laughs> oh, thank you. So, so at the end of day one, how are you feeling? Are you beat up? Yeah, it was, it was hardest day of the games for me. I think it was both the stress and uh, uh, it was so much stuff to do that day. It was uh, long, long first event. Then uh, second event was heavy with lots of gymnastics uh, third event uh, was sprint and fourth event we the fourth thing that we needed to do is uh, uh, country parade so that took some time and energy and then uh, fifth event was in Colosseum with a lot of humidity where everybody was uh, walking on other people's pond ponds of sweat so yeah after that I was I was pretty crushed <laughs> When we were talking, I'm like, I, I feel great. I feel great. I didn't want anybody to know I was destroyed. <laughs> Are all the guys, is everyone posturing like that? I, I, I'm i 100% sure. Yeah. On that day, on that day, you guys, yep. we're feeling good. We did some uh, moving this morning. We're ready to go. Now he's sitting here telling us, oh, no, man, we were. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you get concerned when you're that after day one? You're like, holy shit, maybe we didn't do enough volume. I was I was so happy that we got that uh, rest day. Oh, right. Yeah, it was it was nice. So after uh, that rest day, I was I was feeling good, actually yeah. good. And how long um, going back to what you said about the party, you said you, you, you had to go. You didn't stick around at the party because your back was on fire. Um, is that are you all healed up now? Are you 100 percent now? Uh, yeah, I, I had some uh, small injuries even before the games, but it's it, it's it, it's OK. I'm, I'm trying to heal now. Are you really trying to heal or are you preparing for this team competition? No, it's it's small competition with no prizes. Just uh, just have fun. Uh, sometimes I like to do stuff uh, from that I really enjoy, even even if it's CrossFit. That uh, now I'm trying to make a living a living out of it. But uh, if if you just try to do business and not enjoy, I think you will lose it really fast. Are you tempted? Have you been tempted in the last year to be like, okay, this is too much. I'm done. Oh, in, in my games prep, I was like, why am I doing this to myself? I, 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 I can for sure say that I got some a nervous breakdowns during my prep. So, yeah. I wonder how common that is. I bet you that's really common and people just don't talk about it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I can. I, I watched before uh, the comp train made a video like how legends are made or something like this and uh, I, I i have it in my memory pretty clear when uh, catherine and brooke were crying after the rowing intervals yeah i think that's pretty often 
if yeah. if you want to m- make it in CrossFit, you need to push yourself more than you know. So you you need to go to that that point. And when that happens, you just know it's like just a, a bad weather pattern. It's just a storm. It's going to be gone in an hour and you'll get back at it. It's like, okay, have this pity party. It's done. Okay, back to work. The storm is exactly. gone. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Brian, what event did we start with in day two? Was that event four or five? Event five. It was the one okay. with um, the sh- climb, ski, and then the Husafel bag. And you, Lazar, you took, oh, oh no, you took 12th place in that. You did good in that. Uh, I, I did okay. I I actually thought I'm going to win this one, to be honest. How many events did you think you were going to win at the games? I was, I was, if I, if I needed to place a bet, I would say I would win this one with rope climbs and ski. And, and, and why didn't you win it? Uh, I, I just made a stupid mis- mistake of going uh, too hard on the ski. And I that think it was, seemed... I, I think it was a little, yeah. um, you know, I don't know if, if uh, like Vel- Velner and Fikowski and Royce Dunn, there was like some drop. So when I look at the leaderboard here and I wanted to ask you about this, <clears throat> there were four guys within 13 seconds, right? In- and then within 13 seconds behind you, there was no one. And I th- sometimes I look at stuff like that when I think about the the further you go down the leaderboard, and obviously you weren't that far down. Drink it. But there's small margins for error like that add up 12th, over the weekend. 12th. 12th. No, no, he was ninth no, overall at the end of the week. Oh, sorry. Okay. But 12th on this workout, but you know, and you're and you're 13 seconds ahead of the next pack, but the pack that you're in, you're you're last in that pack basically. And I'm I'm curious. If in the context of that workout if you're aware of like man there's a couple guys right in front of me and there's no one right behind me i i just uh, knew who's in front of me I, I was listening to the uh the guy who was talking on the mic so yeah i just knew who's in front and i tried to ca- catch them and yeah i just couldn't my my hands were dead from from all the pulling and yeah on on my second to last rope climb i i, I was thinking i'm going to fall from the top because I just couldn't hold the rope anymore. I, I just fall? burned. No, I didn't fall. <laughs> but uh, it, it was it, uh, at at some point I needed to like hit the hit the thing with my hand, and my other hand slipped, and I just took it with with my right arm and then dropped down. It was it was really close. Wow. Um, did you talk, did, is that common? Do you think a bunch of guys, like, are, are all the guys pushing that hard out there? There's no, there's no padding. There's no wiggle room. There's no margin for error. Uh, I think if, if you're pacing it correctly, you will not go to that, that place. Uh, how, how tall was that rope climb? Oh, I, I think it was taller than the regular one. I think it was uh, around 5.5, maybe, maybe less. I'm not sure. I knew, I know when when I climbed the regular one for the semifinals, the open, like whatever, I I need one climb plus half, and for this one I needed two whole climbs and a little bit more. Was it twenty feet, Brian? They advertise it as twenty feet. Um, I'm from the crash pad to the beam. I uh, I heard some people speculate. 
I'd say it was somewhere between 18 and 20 feet, yeah. So you're saying if it was one foot taller, we may have seen a different different outcome, Lazar. We may have seen you fall. We may have seen an epic highlight reel. Probably. Probably. Wow, that's awesome. And and how do you know that you went too hard on the um, ski erg? Like, like, how and when? When do you realize it and how do you know? I realized it in the second round. And for, for, actually, after the first round of ski. And... And I just didn't stop there. I, I continued pushing ski like I'm. A, I, I just didn't know what I, what I'm doing. I just went for a, for a push on a ski, and then I just couldn't climb a rope each round. I climbed it, but I could have been faster. I, I did. I did the 145 pace, or or even faster on the ski. And uh, if 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 somebody somebody goes 155, that's 10 seconds on the. 500 meters and uh, you can lose those seconds in uh, Hasafel bag or on on the rope climbs easily easily so yeah that that wasn't really smart move from me so yeah so you know you're pulling too hard but it's kind of like you're watching a movie you don't stop you're like hey dude you're going too fast you're going too hot and and then but you're just still doing it yes and i think that that that's what happened uh, in each first uh, workout of the, of the day for me Every day except, the first workout. Ex, except for the uh, Toast to Baran that I won. Oh, okay. The event oh. oh, wow, that's really cool. I could see that. That That's really that's really an, an honest and uh, really cool perspective. Even though you know you're attacking it wrong, you're still just like watching yourself do it. I, I just couldn't pull any slower on on the scheme maybe it was a <laughs> I, was, I was just pulling yeah. down like slow down and i couldn't slow down that's awesome good lesson for anyone who does crossfit in general though and at the highest level and all the way down to someone just learning at the affiliates on the machines when you're pairing it with anything else going a couple seconds faster is usually not worth the trade-off of how it's going to affect whatever comes next or came before i would agree did you drop the bag at all, the Husafel bag? No, no, the bag was really not important in, in that one. Um, do, uh, how much of your childhood sports that we talked about, um, you were a water polo player, how much, if you hadn't have done that, could you be where you are today? Meaning specifically around your engine, is your whole, are, are like, if you want to be a good CrossFitter, should you be like, yeah, you better have started when you were three working on that engine? Really, I, I can't tell, but uh, I'm I'm sure it helped a lot. But uh, my brother was a soccer player, and he has crazy engine also. So, yeah, maybe it's uh, because of the sports we played. Maybe we are just genetically like that. Like we are both, we both have great engines, but we are not that strong. So maybe it's genetics. Maybe it's uh, the sports we played. I really can't tell. Have you seen your engine get that much better um, since you started CrossFit, or is it just the same engine but stronger? I, I I got much much stronger engine since I started CrossFit because that's the part of CrossFit that I enjoy the mo- most. I really don't like lifting weights. If there's if there's something I can throw out of CrossFit, it would be weightlifting. But uh, yeah, it's fun for everybody, and I need to work on it. So you can't go around. Um, why don't you like the weightlifting? That's interesting. I've heard that before. 
Um, I, and I've told this story before, but Chris Spieler, one of the things he, he liked about CrossFit as opposed to wrestling was is that in, in CrossFit, there's no one stopping you from doing what you want to do. But then I think he had taken it even further, and he preferred the events without the weights too because then it's just your body. You don't have anything trying to stop you, and you can just go. It's all just you. Is that is that the reason why, or is there something about weightlifting you don't like? It, it, for it's too hard on the body. If you want to get stronger, it, it needs to hurt. You need to do it every day, and uh, it's it's just uh, it's not easy. You need to learn technique. You need to be sharp with your technique. You need to do it often. You need to do it maybe a couple times a day to get stronger. So it's maybe I just have a bad bad experience but yeah you just need to to suffer with lifting to get stronger that's that's how i i jumped like a lot of that's how i made myself stronger i would say do you like bench press yeah i do everything yeah right that's not even weightlifting for a crossfitter that's just resting <laughs> isn't that funny um uh, are you? Should we move on to the next event? Event number six. <clears throat> yep. Or do you just want to skip over this because you got capped? Which one is that? We definitely should not skip this one. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, those, the, are, those are the cleans. The running with the cleans, and we kind of already know. Some people have been. Uh, other athletes have talked about it. We talked about it on here. Is they set the first. They set the first workout as six-minute time cap, and very few men were able to beat the cap. And then oh, there will were. Will you tell us what the workout is? Sorry, Brian. Will you tell us yeah, what the workout yeah. is? Event six. Two hundred. It was a two hundred meter run, and then an increasing weight clean ladder. It was one clean, and then you go for another rear bar. One clean, go back for the run five times, and then event seven was this was supposed to be the same format with. Um, okay. And in the first the first heat of the men do this workout one knows going on realizes wow this time cap is very aggressive like now that not very many people are going to be able to finish the end of all the men going is that there were 15 guys in the exact same situation as coming back from the run and they were looking at the bar barbell for the last and the time cap hit guys who didn't who got the exact same score one it wasn't they weren't all awarded the same number of points break built in and i actually don't know what it was it was never advertised by crossfit and i was wanting to ask lazar what that tie break was 14th out of 15th of those guys that all yes. had yeah so wait a second just to be clear so <clears throat> in, in the standings it says he took 22nd but what you're saying is is it was a multiple way tie for fifteenth place, and somehow he got twenty second. And you're trying to figure out why? No, it was tie tie for ninth. Sorry, ninth. And now we're there trying to figure out big, why big did you tie, get twenty second? Okay, okay. Am I understanding that right, Brian? We're trying yes. to figure out how you finish ninth and you get twenty second. Okay, sorry, Lazar. Go ahead. The main reason why I, I want him to explain this is because lost thirty eight points relative to the guy who finished ninth and did the same number of my work as him. And those 38 points would have been enough to move him up one spot by the end of the weekend. Rookie yeah. of the year, rookie of the year. How close? No, Mel O'Brien got seventh. Oh, Mel O'Brien got seventh. Yeah. So yeah. still wouldn't be rookie of the year. Yeah. Right. I'll, keep it, I'll keep a tally. That's 38 bullshit points. <laughs> well, well, it's, it's $3,000 $3, more for one spot up. Cha-ching. 
That's more food for your wife's refrigerator or your girlfriend's refrigerator <laughs> to cook for you. Exactly. So yeah, that event, uh, everybody had different information of what the tie, time, uh, tie break was. So uh, what I understood was uh, tie break is the time that you, that you touch the last bar. Or if you don't li lift it, it's the time that you touch the last bar. And later, it was announced that the tie break was uh, time when you lifted the second to last bar. So how I did the workout is I knew I will not lift the last bar, but I know I will lift everything until that point because it was pretty easy, but, and I would have been able to lift the, the last one, but it was uh, just not enough time. So how I did it, I tried to keep my runs fast and uh, clean first three bars, not even setting up. I just cleaned it. And uh, for the fourth bar, I just didn't want to miss that one. So I took a little bit of time and that was a mistake because uh, when I went inside my lane, I took a chalk, put on a belt, get ready not to miss the lift. And it was not a lift that I usually miss. It was just regular lift. I, I wouldn't be... I wouldn't been able to lift it even even faster, but uh, I just wanted to make it good lift and then sprint to the last bar because I knew I had uh, about 55 seconds to run to run uh, the 200 meters and touch this last bar, and I know I'm able to do this. So uh, yeah, I lift, lifted the bar, dropped my belt, and sprinted as as fast as I could, and uh, then touched the last bar. Actually, uh, guy, some guys knew they will not uh, lift the last bar, so they just uh, ran easily. And I took most of them from uh, while I was running. And uh, I touched the last bar before them, but then they came and touched it like almost at the um, last second. So even if I touched the bar first i got lower place because they lifted the fourth bar faster and they then they ran easier and i sprinted so it wasn't really i don't know how how to i don't know it was, was so you didn't know where the finish line to, is so basically you went into that race not knowing where the finish line is exactly if i knew i would um, so Basically, some guys didn't know also, so they lifted the fourth bar and just walked the rest of the way or, or jogged really easily. And uh, if you touch, the, so the, the bar and the finish line are two, uh, no, it, it's one point. So if you finish the bar, you get cap. But if you uh, don't finish it, you get cap plus one. Correct. So some guys... Uh, didn't even try to touch or lift the last bar because they were they were thinking everybody will get the same amount of points so it was it was pretty confusing for everybody what what's what's the point uh, system and what's the uh, where everybody will place and then i see my my uh, myself on ninth place and i'm like top 10 for lifting event event i will take it any day and uh, after after maybe 10 minutes, I, I see 22nd 
and I, and I went to file an appeal for this one. And they're like, no, no, it's it's just the tie break got changed. Brian, I have a, so, so I have a quick question, Brian, before you say, say something. Uh, maybe maybe I, I confused you a little bit, but uh, I'm sure no. Brian understands. Uh, so so are, so it, it looks like it's a 14 way tie. It looks like there's 14 people who got cap one. What yes. you're saying is is that you got to the fourth bar and you and you thought it was touching the fifth bar that was going to end the race for you, and so you were just chilling. I so you you kind of got the worst possible. Uh, on one hand, you can say, well, it was the same for everybody, so everyone like got screwed the same way. But um, but for you, it's really bad because you took. It's the worst possible outcome for you. You're the lowest. There's Tim Paulson's the only one who did worse than you in placement who got a cap plus one. Yes. Do you think you would have beat all those guys? No, I wouldn't beat all of them, but I think I would place at least 15th if I knew what was happening. Damn. Well, but the... the... I think... I think did, anyone I, know? I did anyone know or was everyone confused? Uh, I think... Everybody was confused. I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe it was just me. But I, I know Luca had the same problem. So, yeah. And we actually didn't have the same coach, which means that our coach, like one coach, didn't get com confused. So it was right. Right. It sounds like they changed the rules at <laughs> once they saw Brian. Is that what we're hearing? That they basically changed the rules? Is that can we speculate that they changed the the finish line um, after the event was over? Well, I mean, look, this is this honestly has been an issue all season in different events at different stages of the season. Is where there's a a, a briefing of of some kind of a rule for an event, and then in the middle of the event, it seems like or at event organizers realize. Oh no! There's something that's a I think was going to happen, and then they make a decision to address that afterwards. And that, I don't think that should ever be able to. Happen. You have to brief what you brief, and regardless of what happens on the competition floor, you have to stick to what you briefed. None of now in the case of the CrossFit Games, and Seven and I have talked about this a couple times during the game because Dave tests these events so late, and he makes all these tweaks up to the last minute. A lot of the times there's details about the events that the viewing audience doesn't know. And so we are only left at the mercy of asking the athletes, what were you guys briefed on this? What was the standard for that? What was the tiebreak that you were told? Something like this from the athletes, this is what concerns me is if you don't tell, you know, if you don't want to tell everyone else, fine. But whatever athletes better be really clear and well understood so that they can execute 30 seconds before the, they can take that information and based on relevant information and if half the people that are doing it think one thing and half think the other thing then we don't have the opportunity to use the combination of the and their strategy to execute the best given the the rules that are in play let me be even more specific who cares what they think if they're being told different things like if the athletes are confused fuck them but if they're confused because they were told two different things like if 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 half the heat thinks it's touched the fifth bar and half the heat, or if half the heat is told touch the fifth bar and half the heat is told it's the fourth bar, we got a problem. So there there were two times actually: the time you touched the last bar and the time you lifted the previous bar. So those are two different times. I okay. I beat 
I beat BK, BKG and Yone touching the last bar, but they beat me on lifting the fourth bar. So it was. So this is so the good thing is that they had in a variety of different checkpoints to the workout. So they, you know, after you lifted bar four, you have a, a split time. And then after you get back and touch a fifth bar, you have a separate split time. But if if some group of athletes was told that the in that case the split time is touching bar five as opposed to cleaning bar four, that's where the comes in. Because otherwise, Lazar would have approached bar four completely differently. He would have said, "You know what? Even if, if even if I miss it once, I'll just then I'll belt up and chalk up and make sure I hit it." But because this might be the difference that's on the leaderboard, I'm going to go for this one. Lazar, I, I know you're not putting blame on anyone and you're not making excuses, so I feel bad asking this question. But were you briefed inappropriate? Were you briefed wrongly? Is it is it is it because you weren't listening or did they, did something happen? Is to be honest, involved? to be honest, I really don't know. I okay. really don't. I really don't okay. remember. It was ever ever like the whole games for me now are just a blur, and I, I just remember some stuff that stayed in my mind. So you remember the podcast I, I, you did with Brian and I. Sure. <laughs> How can I forget that? Um, there's. I, I wish I could pronounce her name right. Iona Holloway or Lona Holloway. She has beautiful hair. She looks like her profile picture looks like she's on ecstasy. Thank you both for being so good at what you do. And she gave $100. Thank you. That wow. is awesome. And I apologize for not knowing if that's an L or an I. I think it's an I. Um, so it's Iona? Iona? Brian sounds like he's in a parking garage elevator. He is in a parking garage elevator. <laughs> Seven, you've outed me. <laughs> it's not the first time. It's not the first time. Uh, shall we move on to the um, second event? Yeah. Or so we. The, sorry. Yeah. To the so seventh we. Seventh event. So event seven, and we know that between when the men finished and started event seven, they changed that event. So they run and extended the time cap hoping that more people would be able to and it turns out that you were actually able that surprising for you actually it was uh at the warm-up i felt really weak and the uh, first bar was 325 and i warmed up until 325 i i didn't want to go for more and uh, i cleaned it like uh maybe Three to three to five times at the, in the warm up, and I missed it once. And I think I missed it last attempt, so it, it wasn't really perfect. Perfect, really a great uh, boost before coming to the floor. And uh, also, I'm not really good with uh, lifting while I'm cold. I I, I would I, I like to lift while I'm I'm under fatigue while I'm doing some something else. So. Yeah, when you went when you get to corrals, you you have like ten minutes to wait, and then you you need to go. When you, they need to call out your name to go on the floor, like you have fifteen minutes of not doing anything. So yeah, I was I, I was like, if I clean the first bar, I'm I'm golden. <laughs> so yeah, I, my, my focus was that? just on the first one. How crazy! I can't. I've never even deadlifted three twenty five. It's heavy. I know I deadlifted 315 I think when I was in my 30s for like a set of 15 once 
but for some reason I could never deadlift more than that. And I don't, don't get me wrong. I tried. That's crazy that you have to come out there and clean 325. And that's the light bar. That is insane. And then, and then start and, sprinting. And what was even more surprising for me when I finished it, I'm like, this is great. I, I will have a great position here. It's 350. It's 160 kilos. And you get 26th for lifting 160 kilos. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, so it, th- that's what the bars went to? It went from 325 to 350? So it, it was basically 147 kilos to 160. So yeah, jump every, th- every bar, three kilos or uh, five pounds. I'm, I don't know. You know what's funny is there's there's athletes who've been around for ten years who lift in kilos and they've been games athletes for ten years and they still don't know the conversion. And then there's people like me who've been talking about it for fifteen years and don't know the conversion. But you but you're killing it. You know both. You speak both languages. Well, me- well, I was, I was working. I was working in in Kuwait, uh, and there there's only rogue rogue equipment, so I was lifting only in, in pounds. Gotcha. So, so you're, so, so the, it's kind of bittersweet. You finish the event, but you're not happy with your placement. You're like, holy shit. Oh, I, finished, I, was, but- I was so happy with that event because 160 is my clean PR. So I, I basically lifted my PR at the competition floor after so many events. And uh, I was last guy on the floor, but uh, and that, that's my number one moment from the games for sure, because I, I was alone at the floor and everybody was watching me and the guys that I compete against were at the finish line and they're like, come on. I know it's they, they cheer for you when you're behind them, but still it was nice. And I was like firing up the crowd and uh, everybody was cheering and I, 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 I was just trying to get that rush from the crowd and, and leave the last bar and when I pulled it, I'm like, if if that was 170 kilos, I would lift it because it felt so easy. So really, did it feel easier than the first bar? Did 350 feel easier than 325? And he's frozen. Oh. Say that one more time. Sorry, Lazar, you you froze. I froze. No, you froze. Um, uh, Lazar, it w- was the was the three fifty easier than the three twenty five? Yes, yes, it was easier than than the, like three twenty five. You you're cold and you're you're lost in your heat, <laughs> so it, there's there's not much energy. Like there's not adrenaline for that one. You're just I pray to lift it. I I have, I have a question Thank for Brian. Go ahead, Brian. No, just th- those moments are like you can't plan for those moments, and we know from watching the games that something like that happens for some athlete and and it's like the crowd lifts the weight for them somehow that they wouldn't have done it in any other scenario it's pretty cool that one that you got to at the games and two that you also despite it wasn't it was one of your worst event finishes but it's still one of that's really cool to hear yes you, you can't imagine first time when I went uh, to the Coliseum with the wall walks and thrusters uh crowd was roaring so hard that I felt like floor at the Colosseum was was shaking. 
And that, that was so scary. <laughs> I don't think people have any idea how loud it gets in the Coliseum. I've been to a, a, a bunch of really loud places, and man, is it loud in there. It's deafening. Um, I have a question for you, Brian, and then and then a question for uh, Lazar. Uh, are are you surprised that Cole Sager didn't finish that? Here he is, a crazy, I mean, uh, such a high respected veteran, and he finished. Uh, he he didn't make the cap. Are you shocked? Is he injured? <clears throat> well, surprised that he didn't finish the ladder. Yeah. The end. That's the end. Well, you know with what's going on there's all there's all kinds of little things that the week um you know velner said that he was in a previous event so it was very difficult for him to commit to a squat clean then he went to use the bathroom he did a lot better in the next event so never in that weekend we had some performances that seemed really out of characteristic on the bad end but then he'd come back and do you might have expected him to do well on so i haven't spoken to so I'm not too sure, but in general, I would have expected him to clean the lap. Yeah. Did you drop a deuce between event six and seven, Lazar? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't know Velner did that. I didn't know he dropped a deuce. I knew that he was like concerned he might shit himself out there, which would have been amazing. <laughs> um, but the, but the thing is, is we would have never known at home because the broadcast cameras would have been too scared to capture the greatest moment in CrossFit Games history. But um, <laughs> that's cool that he was able to vacate. Um, my question for you, Lazarus, when you see how your brother did in that workout, is that hard for you? I know you love your brother to death, and I know you guys are crazy close. Does that does that is that hard on the weekend for you? Does that fuck with you? Like because you're trying to like you guys are both trying. You're there for him too emotionally. Yeah, it was it was hard for me whenever he struggled in, in the workout. Uh, especially, I, I I was next to him in the workout that I won, and I I knew he's better runner than me, and uh, he he just could couldn't perform to his best abilities due to uh, spasm in his lower back that he got in event. Uh, I don't know day before. I think this is the last event of of the of the day. The snatches and echo bike. He he did something to his back, and uh, yeah, he he wasn't able to run. But uh, w- when you when you see it, uh, like you you just you can't help him. You can't help yourself. Just stay focused. At, at that time, it, it of course it's hard. But uh, like I I have to do my stuff. He's doing his his stuff the best he can. So. Yeah, and and it it wasn't that he uh, wasn't able to lift it. He lifted more than that often, and uh, uh, yeah, he he struggled through the season with his uh, meniscus, and he torn his meniscus and still qualified for the games. Uh, so yeah, it wasn't really as I as I said. You you go cold to this uh, bar, and he just wasn't sure something will not pop you know so it was he wanted to make sure he will if he lifts it he he will lift it uh, as as good as he can not to do anything to his knee or to hurt himself so yeah, it, i think it was he tried a couple of times but he he didn't make it so yeah it was it was okay i, I knew it wasn't his uh, greatest event but yeah 
Because I, I I watch my my three boys, and if if so if one of them gets hurt, like the other day, one of them fell into like a twelve foot pool at a skate park, and my oldest son just stopped everything he was doing and jumped down in there and slid into the pool. It was crazy. And if if um another boy at the park one time took um my older boy's bike, and the little one just went over there and grabbed the bike while the boy was on it and pulled him off. And I'm just like, and I, like, I don't see these behaviors from them. Normally they're so calm and sweet and like gentle and like, you know, they're all just like little babies to me. But I see that when one of them is struggling, the other two will come to the rescue. And, or yeah, if, I yell, if I yell at one of the boys, the other two will come and be like, why are you yelling at him? Like start questioning me, interrogating me. <laughs> and uh, so I, when I see, I, when I saw that, I was like, oh man, I wonder if uh, Lazar wants to go in there and just punch someone out. Or pull the weights off for his brother or something like it's just hard watching someone you love so much struggle of course it, it, it's hard yeah i remember we, at some competition uh that he was doing in in austria he was he was first the competition was three days and he was first for two days it was big big competition with some games athlete back athletes back then and he was doing really good he was he was first for the whole two days and then on the third day final semi semifinals of, of the competition he just lost it he he couldn't do as a push-up or something and i, I just started crying for him so, yeah, it's... <laughs> that's awesome yeah you guys you brothers man you guys are crazy but especially if you do the same thing and you know what how how hard he works and uh, yeah it, it 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 hits it hits differently uh, I thought you were going to say something, Brian, are you before I switch to the next workout? No. Okay. The next Stretch one it out good. Cause I'm, I'm going to take a pee break. We're in event number eight. Yeah. Yeah. Individual event eight is, was the handstand walk course. And, uh, they'd, they'd shown on Instagram one traverse of the floor, parallettes, ramp, stairs, everything that was involved. I had a suspicion that wasn't the entire workout. Prepared for the down and back, or did that catch you off guard? No, no, no. When uh, Boss briefed it, he said, "So you guys need to walk one one direction and then, and then come back the other direction to the finish line." And I understand. Okay, so we we started the finish line. We run to the end, and we walk <laughs> on our hands back. So it's one 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 time and. and Briefing, briefing is done. I'm like, Boz, are we are we doing it two times or we need to run and uh, do it just once? No, no, your guys are doing it two times. Come on. <laughs> so yeah, it was. Yeah, and how was, how uh, how close to when the event started me. did he tell you guys that information? Five minutes. Five minutes. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I had a suspicion that that might happen, <laughs> but. So it gives you very little time to prepare. You're prepared for one thing in your mind. You have five minutes before you need to compete or get ready to compete. Mentally deal with a situation like that. Uh, for for everybody, it was the same. So uh, I, I I didn't really think too much of it. I just tried to warm up as good as I can and uh, make my shoulders. And I had the problems problem with my right wrist. And uh, I, I was struggling on the wall walks. And on the handstand push-up, freestanding handstand push-ups, and uh, also the handstand walk. So I taped it really, really hard, just to like I, I know 
the obstacles were soft and if you go through them your uh, wrist will like take some some hit because it's like it's soft and you you drop inside the, that that mat or whatever it is so yeah i, I taped it as hard as i could i warm, warmed up properly but i didn't know there were there were obstacles in the warm-up area actually i was i made a i made i made plates uh and i was just walking <laughs> over the plates and then travis mayor mayor was uh, hit before me uh, and he went to the cross and he's like man do you know there's a uh, obstacles there like <laughs> just sprinted to the obstacles and because i'm so out of breath when i went to the obstacles i i missed every attempt every attempt i tried i missed and i i i'm sh- i was sure i'm not going to pass the first pilots because pilots were first obstacle and it is the hardest if you make that one you will make that you'll make all the obstacles all the rest of the obstacles so yeah they, they were just lazar you need to go <laughs> i was I was in third heat back then because I dropped significantly after the cleans. Uh, cleans. That was the only the only event I did not in the last heat. Uh, That's so, right. And I want to we want to yeah. talk about oh, that wow. later. later. We want to wow. talk about that later on. Actually, after that, after I'd also like event. to mention Travis Mayer was the star of that story. <laughs> yeah, Travis. Travis is a good guy. And uh, yeah, when when we I went to the floor something just clicked and i from uh, my first attempt i went over all the obstacles and uh, just uh, at the last last part i uh, i missed it once or twice and then i went over it i missed it just because my shoulders were tired and not because i i i had problem with my hands or because that was hard obstacle i just went because i i would have fallen on my nose if i didn't stop so yeah it was but it was okay i was if, if you see the footage i'm so happy after that one so yeah a good finish when, for me when you stop do you freak out no like you don't no. start like looking around going oh shit i can't believe no yeah <laughs> i i actually thought noah uh, noah's judge did something wrong because he he went over the obstacle and i because i was racing now the whole time and he dropped after the obstacle and went back and just finished the ramp and went over. I'm like, he's not supposed to do the ramp only. And I'm telling this to my judge. I didn't know he went over the line. And then I, I, I got my breath while I was watching Noah and just, just finished. I didn't realize there's a, a yellow line after immediately ah. after the ramp. So you can't place your hands anywhere other than the ramp so if you if you stop after the ramp you will need to go and do the ramp only and then finish the the course yari car conan canaan oh that's a name i'm gonna need help with that <laughs> gave us five of something my tiny donation to to the podcast with great vi- great vibe great <laughs> vibe <laughs> <laughs> five something five euros here here, here's an interesting one for you lazar one thing i noticed is that the european athletes versus the american ones there's less griping about the events um what that means 
basically, and I wouldn't say the American ones, I would say the North Amer- North American ones, basically that the North Americans whine about the events more yeah. and that the Europeans are more like um, introspective and in, in trying to figure out what they can do so that they're, they're focused on their weaknesses and that the North American, the event not being good. They're blaming Dave instead I, of themselves. I mean, there's such a big difference between uh, American athletes and European athletes. Like, I, with with my next season, I want to become more of a stronger athlete, and I think I will need to uh, rethink of uh, how I'm approaching my my training because uh, North Americans are much stronger than than Europeans, and Europeans are much better conditioned, and uh, they have better aerobic base. So, yeah. I would want to go to that other side a little bit to maybe take some notes or <laughs> we'll see. Is that a fair generalization, Brian, that the Europeans are metabolically seem to have generally more conditioning and that the North Americans are stronger? <clears throat> I, I mean, just, I have thought, but just thinking about the, the guys that are in the field from Europe this year, like we know that uh, BKG is one Murph at the games, Yonako as well on the longer swimming and running events. Lazar won a running event this year. His brother's obviously a good runner. Um, and Guy. He's, Guy. he's not European. Oh, Guy was, yeah, he's South American. And he, and, and he, and he won the lifting event. Yeah. Um, so, that guy's uh, strong. Yeah. <laughs> I, so was, might, I was uh, competing uh, against him at uh, Elfit 2018, or it was Egypt, competition in Egypt. He snatched 150. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I wasn't competing against him. He was in team. Sorry. He was in team. But you saw him. You saw- I saw him. <laughs> like, everybody was, come, come here, guys. This guy will snatch a lot. And I'm like, sure. <laughs> Let's see. And he snatched 100. And his form was so different than everyone else's. I mean, his technique was like he didn't even look like everyone else. He looked totally different. It, lo- it didn't even look Sran, like. Do you guys know how di- much is one hundred and fifty kilos? Uh three hundred and twenty-five pounds. Uh, it's one forty-seven. Three hundred and thirty is. Oh yeah, but you're close. But you're close. I I, I thought you don't know. Oh. Thank you. Thanks for trying to call me out on my own podcast. I appreciate it. I should have I should have gone with it and been like uh, 135 pounds. <laughs> it's 2.2, right? 2.2 kilos. Yeah, 2.2. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My dad's from Lebanon, so he made me learn all that stuff. My I, I'm first generation on my dad's side, so I know some of that kilo stuff. Um, should we move on to event number nine? Yeah, so event nine is was the twenty one fifteen nine Echo Bike Calories and Power Snatch one fifteen. And uh in my opinion, not knowing really what it's like to be a CrossFit Games athlete, this looks like the most painful workout to me of the weekend because it's basically how bad do you want to hurt? There's nothing it was. Just how hard do you want to push on the bike and are you gonna and just suffer. And when I look at your placement in this particular card, it's kind of fascinating to me. There's seven guys within 10 ahead of you and eight guys within 10 seconds behind you. So you're basically like right in the middle there, but take us through like, what's the mindset preparing? I mean, of that group, of that group of guys, right? 
I, I think there's Baden Brown just a second be, behind him. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. it was really tight. There were a few guys within a few seconds of you ahead of you, and a few guys within a few yeah. seconds behind you. But what's the like? What's the mindset like going into a workout like that when you know it's just gonna be? How bad do I want to hurt? It, it it was exactly like that. You're asking yourself that same question: How bad do you want this? <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I, Luca was going before me, and to be honest, I was I was scared to death, <laughs> like. Nobody wants to like hurt that much, but you need to. You need to push as as hard as you can. And Luca is going off the competition floor, and I'm like, "How was the workout?" And what can he tell me? He just told me, "You don't feel it. You don't feel it. Push as hard as you can." <laughs> I'm like, "You sure you don't feel it?" Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "I should have gone faster on the 21." <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man and yeah I, I sent it really bad uh, in the 21 and 20, I did everything I'm working full workout and I, I, I just couldn't paste it better I did everything to the best of my abilities it was the place where I belonged in this one so yeah after <laughs> after the event yeah, it was hurting so bad like the round of 15 you feel it believe me it, it, it's I think it's the same amount, almost the same amount of time for 21 calorie and 15 calories because 21 calorie you're fresh, you will start really fast, and then 15 you will, you will like I need to go 15, nine, and nine again to finish. So I'm I'm just at the half of the workout. So yeah, it was um, 15. You feel it really bad, but after the 15 snatches, you you you're just like I'm done, and you're just do you do you take a even a one second break like as you get on the bike are you like do you feel your body like dilly dallying a little bit and like fooling around to try to get a breath or two or is it you can't even do that no i i i i I was breathing really good in this one it was just my uh legs and shoulders after the 21 bike (laughs) i I got the jelly legs (laughs) So yeah, I, I did everything with my back. Oh yeah. Damn. This is one of those workouts where it's I I always athletes after the workout. Some of them look terrible, like it's really really painful. You were laying on your back, but 2 seconds of finishing the workout you were smiling. Remember this? <laughs> I I I remember that I did that uh, with thrusters and wall walks, but for the for the this one I, I really don't remember but I knew I I, I was in the race with Baden Brown and I, I I beat him by a second or two and uh, yeah I, I just wanted to he knew he's in race with me and I knew I was in race with him so I just wanted to like give him hand so yeah good job like you he made me push harder because no I went no I went faster than me he was left to me uh and baden was right so yeah i was was just trying to keep up with him and he was maybe two i wouldn't say two but one rep in front of me on on the last snatches and i just muscled it all the way and uh, i beat him to the line so yeah i i just i remember i stand up just to congratulate and say right good job did you get any no reps on that workout no because and I guess the 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 problem with 
with, with no reps, the most common place would be that you lower the bar before your hip and your knees are straight, before your hips open and your knees are open? No, I, I, was, I was okay with that. Uh, even though I was penalized in the open for uh, the same thing, uh, open uh, 19.1, I think it was uh, snatches and burpees, 10 yeah. rounds, uh, 8 burpees, 12 snatches or something like this. And I got penalized for this one. And it was my lowest open finish that year, even though I was I was the fittest at I mean, like that point of my life. So yeah. I, I, did, I didn't get any no reps. If you would have been just no rep one rep, you may have lost to Baden Brown. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. It's 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 kinda of weird. I know we need judges, but it's also kind of scary to think that like, hey, one no rep would have changed. Yeah. And it changed a lot in event number 11. Ah, oh, we'll get to there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like you, you're chom- he's 11, chomping 11. at the bit. Lazar's chomping at the bit. Well, let's celebrate a little bit before we get to event number 11 and talk about event number 10. Oh, hold on, hold on. So <clears throat> yes, event, event nine ends, and they're g- going to make yeah. the first round of cuts. At what, like, uh, at what point do you finally like find out for sure that both that you obviously you knew you had made the cut? And then what was that like for you guys? Was that a good? Yeah, Luca is strange with with some stuff. He's he sometimes knows just knows stuff. Like when he lifted eleven snatches at semifinals for this snatch workout. Uh, he went to the camera and it was not even the final event of the competition. He went to the camera and said, see you in medicine. Like, oh, wow. That's just crazy. Wow. So, yeah. And uh, after this one, I, 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 he went before me, as I said, and uh, I asked him, did you do enough? He said, I did enough. <clears throat> so, yeah, I, I just, I was sure for him that he made it at this point. So then you guys have that night and you, you know, you have for the last round of cuts and it's a workout that his, uh, physical, his, can, both of you guys think you can do pretty well on this one coming into. Yeah. Yeah. I found Pat Valner and asked him for shoes. <laughs> like, give me some Reeboks, bro. <laughs> Did you ask him personally or you text him or what happened? You asked no, him. I, I found him <laughs> after the event. I'm like, I'm going to win the event tomorrow. Hook me up with some shoes. Is that really how you phrased it? Yeah. And what did he say? He, he said, no way Chandler Smith is going to beat you. <laughs> really? <laughs> Wait, what, yes. was, what was the event? No, that's not Chandler Smith's event. What was the event? Uh, was he joking? I don't know. He said Chandler Smith is going to beat you. <laughs> But but he was nice about it. He said, "Sure, I'm I'm going to hook you up with shoes." But he said, "Chandler's going to beat you." <laughs> and what Reeboks did you get? What what was it? Nanos. I got two two pairs. I got uh, Nanos and uh, Forever Runner or Flow Float Runner. Not sure. And uh, and which one did you use? That those are the shoes that I that I got. The Flow And runner. that was the first time I, I was wearing them. Were they comfortable? Yeah, they were they were actually pretty comfortable. And what's the deal with that? Is it okay to wear new shoes, break in shoes for the first time for an event? Like it's not smart to to wear uh, running shoes for the event first time. 
because they're too narrow you or get, you, you can get blisters from them if they're new shoes and your foot is not used to them so did you get a hot spot no i i was perfectly fine that's awesome that's incredible and uh when you won when you won that event um you wait, were wait, 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 t- is this it's a more i think it was more than just an event win like you weren't leading for the majority of the event and you only no. overtook baden brown at the very end so what can you like going into the the last round or um, when you're coming back to do the last set of toes to what's, like what's your mindset there i was i, I just paced that event perfectly because uh, some guys went uh, too hot and I think some some of the guys, even though they're veterans, they they start to hot just as I did for my ski. Like you just can't run slower. Like it, it's it's carrying you. You're you're running and it feels good, but at some some point it's twenty five minutes event. It's twenty two three minutes event. I'm not sure. And at some point you you, you lose that adrenaline rush and you you're hit with reality. Oh, I have fifteen minutes left. So it's you you just needed to pace it right i i was carrying my watch all the time and i knew what what pace i need to hit to do good in this one so yeah i was i was trying to keep that pace and it didn't even look like you really had i mean he baden brown was so far out ahead right i know you said that you told pat velner you were going to win the race but was there any time during the race where you're like oh i guess i'm not winning this <laughs> first run everybody was so so much in front and uh yeah, but I knew I was at good position uh, in the north park. So when when we are running, like there are there's thirty lines, and I was let's say line number lane number five, and uh, Baden Brown. I knew he was at the end. Uh-huh. I, I would say he he's lane thirty, <laughs> and not thirty, uh, maybe twenty two, twenty three. So I know he has like 60 me- 50 meter more to run. So I know it's it's not that big of a difference if he's 60 70 meters in front it's it's maybe 10 seconds not 10 seconds 5 seconds. So yeah I just knew he will have longer to run and I will catch him to the uh, bar and uh, it will just be who who does these those two bars unbroken so did you know you were going to do the last set of toes to bar unbroken? For sure. Yeah. If You're, it was, if, if it was forty reps, I would still do all three unbroken. Yeah, and so you never felt like you were going to come off the bar. You didn't have to push to the red line on the toes to bar. No, no. Toes to bar were just a breather for me. I was doing them, and I was trying to get my breath and continue running. Do you think? Do you think that for that level of athlete at the games, the cycle rate of toes to bar matters? Like, can you cycle them faster depending if you on, need to? Depending, yeah, you can cycle them pretty fast. Like, my my cycler cycle rate is, um, I would say, it's a little bit slower than the average because I'm I'm a bigger guy. But uh, if if it was ten rounds of five reps, you can pull your legs under you faster and then make it faster. I think uh, that's how Pikowski does it. I think Sam Briggs does that better than anyone. I mean, she. So fast yes. on toes yes. to bar, even I, in I big know. sets, yeah. it's really impressive. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, toes to bars are my my best movement. Also, I I won event ten also at Dubai 
that they they gave ten ten thousand dollars prize for the event six sixty calories echo bike and sixty toast to bar. Uh, so yeah, I won that one, and I know toast to bars are good for me, but this was not about toast to bars. It was at the end, but it was mostly running. Did you do those sixty toast to bar unbroken in Dubai? Uh, no, I did forty eight, and then dropped. Did uh, one more set, and then. I, I finished at 59 and I dropped from the bar at 59 and just do one more, do one more. And I, I jumped and do one more and win it. Wow. It was kind of, it wasn't, you, that actually wasn't the end. It was the end of like one workout, but then there was more work to do. I remember watching you and, yes. and you, and we were like, and oh, they, and they going said, to win the toes to bar. <laughs> and, they, and they said, if you don't finish the second, like, the workout after this one, you don't get those 10,000. So like, just go and finish the next one. <laughs> um, did you get the $10,000 from Reebok yet? Uh, no, they contacted me, but uh, I, I still didn't get them like on my account. Do you think you're going to get it? Yeah, for sure. What if they ship you? What if they do something crazy, like instead give you 100 free pairs of shoes? You sell hundred pairs of shoes uh, <laughs> for for one hundred and five dollars, so you have a little bit more. How we do in Serbia? I open shoe <laughs> store. I open shoe Gangster. store. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Ah, uh, this guy just said something ridiculous, Luki. This is why the Echo bikes are superior to the Assault bikes. He must be talking about the last. There, there was not, what are you talking about? The Echo bikes are not as good as the Assault bikes. The Assault bike feels way more like a bicycle than the Echo bike. The Echo bike is a is a bastardization of of the bicycle. Always get the Assault. I, bike. I actually like Echo bike. Oh damn! Better if 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 I would choose one, I would choose Echo. Oh, because why is that? It, 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 it's just uh, more comfortable to sit on. It's uh, and it's uh, like there's not a chain there, so you you don't need to like make anything with it. You it, it just it just self uh, it, it keeps itself good, I think. Or oh. yeah, it's it's sturdier. If you do sprint, you can't move the bike. If if it's assault, you just wiggle you from rock one back side forth. to another. Well, maybe yeah. I don't pedal it hard enough to make it wiggle, but that's why I like <laughs> the assault bike. I prefer the chain because it feels more like a bicycle. And maybe I just like having my ass punished, and that's why I like the rougher seat on the assault <laughs> bike. But that's a whole different podcast. <laughs> I like how Brian reacted to that one. <laughs> well, Brian's I, in, Brian's I would say, Go ahead. I think if you're, look, if you're buying a bike for your own home, any any of them really but if you want to get something used by a lot of people over a long period of time i would probably go with this the echo bike just because it's more sturdy and the the assault bike's easier to move around isn't it i remember moving echo bikes around the gym and they're a little more work maybe not for a strong man like yourself lazar but for a little weakling old man like me little armenian man come on you can do jujitsu and uh, some other stuff Echo is always better than a salt bike. A salt bike is for scrawny CrossFitters. Well, 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 Yandy. Uh, they've assault bike also makes an assault bike pro, which I think is just as robust as the Echo bike. And it's my podcast, so I will get the last word. Uh, 
congratulations on winning that event. Um, are you excited? Do you feel proud of yourself? Is there anything that you carry over from winning an event at the CrossFit Games? Is that an important achievement to have in, under your belt? Or is it like, fuck it, I just want to get on the podium? Well, everybody needs to to win the whole thing. But uh, for me this year, it just wasn't realistic. And uh, yeah, I was I was really proud of myself, especially that I didn't, that I did good uh, in this one that i won this one uh so it running was actually one of my bigger weaknesses starting because i was swimming all the time <laughs> i never ran in my life so yeah it was it was pretty good that it it became a strength really who are you talking to brian i heard you just say really do you know that we're on a podcast and the whole world just heard you say that out loud is lazar Lazar? Yeah, Lazar's here. He's just to your um, right. He's wearing a yellow shirt. He's got a nice smile. Well, I just lost the ability to hear you guys for like 30 seconds and had a message pop up on the screen that I've never seen. Oh, like a warning? Like, hey, dipshit, when are you getting your new computer? Like, did it say that? Yeah, that's what it said. <laughs> and I Brian, can't when do see you get your... or hear Lazar. Lazar. Oh, shit. Uh, when do you get your new computer, Brian? Oh. Lazar's kind of like fading in and out a little bit, but I can hear him great. Can you hear me? Can you see me? Definitely not. You can't see him or really? hear him? No. Okay. Come on, Brian. I'm here. Um, event, but you can hear me and I can hear Lazar. Yeah, but I think I'm going to try something here that <laughs> I, I might have to leave and come back. Okay. Holy, you, and you did... Great on event number 11, too. But this is the one. Oh, this is the one everybody talks about. It's not the one that I want. <clears throat> they, they talk about number 11. So it's bittersweet for you, right? This yeah, You took second yeah. place amongst the 40 fittest men in the world. Uh, you got 271 reps. You beat the guy in third place by 10 reps, who was uh, Bjorgvin Carl Goodmanson. But you were beat by Bjorg Cole Sager. Yesterday yeah, he called me Luca on the podcast. He he wanted to say my name, but he said my brother's name. So yeah, come on, BK, really? <laughs> Maybe you should start calling him Annie Thor's daughter instead of uh, <laughs> get him confused with another Icelander. So so what? So that workout. Tell me about that workout. It was the um, pegboard. What were the movements? A pegboard uh, overhead squat with single arm overhead squat with dumbbell and uh, heavy double unders. It was an 11 minutes arm up, uh, one peg, seven uh, dumbbell overhead squats, change hand each time, change arm each time, and uh, uh, 15 heavy double unders, heavy rope. And uh, what does that mean, a heavy rope? Uh, it's rogues, Zeus rope, I think it's called. And uh, it's I, uh, it's much heavier than the regular one. If the you actual... hit yourself with that one, there's a sting. Like it, 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 it leaves a mark. So it, it's not just the handles that you hold on to that are heavy. Those are heavy, but also the rope is heavier. Also, the rope is heavier. What is the rope made of? It's it's. I, I think it's some kind of. Uh, is it a steel it, cable? It's, it, it, it's steel cable, and there's a plastic around. So you could wrap that around someone's neck and easily kill them. Easily. Easily. You can kill you can kill somebody with a handle. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 
I love it. Good. I'm glad I brought that up as an explanation. Um, <laughs> to describe the rope, it's, it is a weapon. So, did you plan on winning this workout? Uh, no, I, I knew I'm going to do good in this one because uh, I do a lot of peg and my mobility is good for the overhead uh, squat with dumbbell. So, yeah, I knew I'm going to do good and my my lungs are good for this 11 minutes. I, I knew I will not slow down. So, yeah, I, I knew it, it's a good one for me. And you didn't just get no rep, but there was a, a discussion you were having with your judge. Yeah, you you can see on the whole broadcast while I was in in the shot, I, I was arguing with the judge the whole time. I was talking to the judge full 11 minutes and also talking to my coach at the uh, <laughs> stand. So, yeah. Could you it's see that, insane. Brian, when you were there? No, this um, I was laid out. They didn't ever. The athletes never progressed down the floor, and they were just pinned into that one corner. And not just a really good seat in general. It was bad for that for his lane because he was in the lane closest to me or one of the two lanes. But a friend of mine um, that that I met at that event, and he goes, "Man, Lazar just got." His judge was making him do extra double honors every time. He was no reps, and and he was trying to fix it. And and uh, Lazar told me that he was going to appeal the workout, but I don't think that anything ever happened. Um, no, how do you no, I, how do you how do you make friends, Brian? You said you made a friend at the games. You don't even like hardly talk. He watches this uh, this show, so that's how he knew me. Yeah. And so he just comes up to you and he's like, "Hey, you want to be friends?" Like the way like a three year old does to my son at the park. Okay, fine. I'll tell you. I guess uh, he um, he had said hi to me and asked to take a picture or something, and then he messaged me on Instagram later that day, and I realized that this guy had about the show in the weeks leading up to the games, and I'm like, why didn't like, tell me who who you were? And then he, I didn't think you'd care, and I said, well, I do care. And then how about tomorrow? I said, uh, I'm going to be over here at the finish line watching this. Uh, event if you want to come say hi and he did and then um we for me every other event so that we could do the podcast and i wouldn't lose a spot where i could actually see the field so you were using him for intel yeah because <laughs> like i understand how lazar makes friends I, I understand how the jukic brothers make friends they're outgoing but i just can't see you like just i just don't see you as like the guy who makes new friends all right well that's cool that's You're really helping cool. me break that's out cool. of my shell. Thank you, Seb. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Actually, he came he came to me uh, in Dubai, uh, to 2019, and he's like, "Lazar, Lazar, can can we can we talk?" Sure, I didn't know, I didn't know who, like who's who's Brian back then, and he's like, "I'm I'm a journal from Morning Chalk Up. Do you want to like talk talk something about this event? Say something about this event?" I'm like, "Sure," and then and then that's how I met. Well, I have I don't have you figured out at all, Brian. Jesus. This is gonna be a long relationship we have. I will say I have, I, I have I a lot this. to learn about you. I have you in a cage and it's totally unfair. I need to let you out. When it when it comes to the an athlete, I'm much more likely to approach an athlete who um not enough people know about them yet. Them soon. Like someone who's got some potential that hasn't been maybe yet. And that's how I felt about you a couple of years ago. That, that 
that doesn't like I don't specifically remember this story, but it doesn't surprise me to hear that because I like I would be much less likely that everyone already knows during a competition. Right. Smart. That's good for a fledgling podcast like ours. Start cultivating some of the the newer talent. An investment into our future. Lazar, can you hear us? Because we can't see you. I can see him. Mm, I can oh. I can see you both. I can't okay. see I can't see you, Savannah. Okay, that's fine. There's nothing worth looking at. Okay, so tell <laughs> us about this discussion you had with the judge. What what was oh. the first what happened? Why were you talking to him? So first round I did sixteen double unders mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, maybe it's a mistake, maybe I, I did something wrong. Uh, maybe he gave me no rep or something. I, I have no idea. And then uh, second round I did sixteen Lazar, check, check, one, two. Lazar. Sevon and Brian to Lazar. Uh, here he comes. Lazar. Maybe his phone died. You see his recording button, his recording light on his, on his phone vanished? I do. Ladies and gentlemen, when you were invited to be on this podcast, we urge you to please use a computer and use the Chrome browser and to have a good internet connection. Lazar is on his girlfriend's phone because he's an Android user. God knows why. Watch the comments fill up with the Androids better than the <clears throat> iPhone. I have an unrelated question. Does Lazar know of any water polo players that won a gold at the Olympics? Oh, that's a really broad question. Brian Friend is a friend to everyone. Um, man, Lazar's gone. Okay, well, I need to work out now anyway. It's 1 p.m. And we made it to event 11, which was going to be the most exciting event that Lazar talked about because it's one where he claims he was talking back and forth with the judge and his coach the entire time. And he took second place, and he probably could have gotten first. It sounds like there were some shenanigans going on. Most of the time, I don't believe the athletes when they tell me that it was the judge's fault. But this time, for some reason, I do believe Lazar. Thank you, Yandy. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, t- it was you know, I uh, it was interesting to me that 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 guy came and and felt the need to tell me that, and then I asked uh, him about it, L- uh, Lazar about it, and because he asked me if if I had seen, he actually DM'd me and asked, and I said no, I heard about, it. I didn't see it, and he said I think I'm- said to him. Yeah, you definitely should, but don't expect any. You, you they're usually going to uphold the judging decision on the field unless there's something that's like blatant or egregious. Yeah, I don't even know how you would protest that. I don't even. I can't even. I I, I can't even imagine how that would work. Get Lazar back on. It's so weird. This uh, interface shows that he's still on, but clearly he's not still on. Guys, I'm so sorry. Uh, Iona, what's her name? The, the generous lady who gave $100. Maybe we should send her money back. Do we know how to send money back? I don't think we can refund you. Shit. Damn. Iona Holloway, um, if you if you live in Chicago, you can come over to Brian's house and I'll make you dinner so you can get your money's worth. And he'll leave the house so you don't have to talk to him. Shit. 
spamming me right now. Let. Okay. I, I bet you. I bet you his. <laughs> he said, what "Let he in, let in." Tell him to click the link again. Tell him to click the link again. <laughs> Matt Souza says, "Can't wait for Brian's new computer so we can hear him." Shit. I'm telling you guys, we are every day. We are getting better, and we are working on making this better and better. Uh, Brian ordered his computer a couple weeks ago. He got a no, fully last loaded week, last week. He got a fully loaded uh, Mac laptop, so hopefully it'll have the processing power to deal with this buffer issue. Um, those athletes have great internet connections. Oh, okay, there he oh, is. There, there, and we're back. Holy shit! I was just about to hang up and go play with my kids. Man. I- <laughs> I, I was I was here when uh, Brian said let in. <laughs> I'm still here, guys. Let in, please. <laughs> I love it. Let me see. Are we still live? Because I can't see the. Um... I think so. Because uh, people just. Yeah, mom. My mom's just sent me. They're waiting for you. Come on. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm gonna give my mom your phone number so she can yell at you too. Um, okay. So, um, so tell us about, let's get back to the judge. So, so mm-hmm. the first round, um, you kind of give him a pass because you kind of say, well, maybe I counted wrong. And then what happened the second round? Yeah. Second round against 16 reps. And then my coach stands from the stands and stands and he's like, you're doing 16 reps. And he's showing me 16 reps. And, uh, yeah. Then I re- realized, yeah, I'm actually doing 16 reps. This is third round. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I just, I'm like, man, you're killing me. Like, I'm doing 16 reps. He's like, okay, next round, do 15. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm tripping yeah, that good. he would say that. Of course you're going to do 15 next round. That's how many you're supposed to do. Yeah, and uh, next round, I do 15. And that's that's the one time that he brought me back. It was uh, minute nine, number five. And... Uh, if you go to the broadcast, it's exactly minute, minute number five. And you can count my double unders from the start. I do 15 reps and I stop and I go to the peg. And he's like, no, come back, come back. You need to do one more. And you can see me screaming or something. Love, I did 15 reps. And uh, I uh, jump one more and come back. And then until the end, I did 16 reps because that guy couldn't count. So every round, hey, that guy lost you that event. Yeah. Were you wearing Reeboks? Yeah. You don't, I got so, I, so when you're at home, and, and you know, I've never talked to other people about this, but when you're at home and you see an athlete get called back, it's worse than getting just called back in my, I, like, I imagine it's like, um, it's like if you're running and someone stops you and then you have to start running again, it's not that you just had to stop. You had to slow down, stop, yes. and then you have to start going fast again. So there's a yes. whole section in there that just gets completely ruined. By the That's way, I exactly wanted to say I... effed up people, but I'm trying to reduce the number of F-bombs I dropped. Did you see that? See that? I yes. said messed up. Right? I mean, it's so painful to watch you guys get called back. And then to hear you get called back for something that wasn't your fault – I mean, and I'm taking your word on it. Have you gone back and counted his reps, Brian? Yeah, uh, you can I, count. count. I have not, but uh, I have no reason not to believe him. Oh, you should like, never, I, I never counted, believe the athletes. Never believe the athletes. Motion. I counted in slow motion just to be sure. So, yeah, 15, 15 and then four seconds to the peg, four seconds back, 
eight seconds plus one additional rep. So in those eight seconds, I could have done five double unders. Yeah, that's I, how how much call was in front. I do I do remember that when I saw you get called back, I go, oh shit, he just lost. He did. He's not going to win the event because of that. I remember thinking that that holy shit, what a, what a disaster. Oh. Hey, Brian, you can never trust the athletes. Half these guys, especially your boy Patrick Vellner, could be the poster child for Kleenex. Sorry, Pat. But like, come on, man. You I know you love the the Duke Duchik brothers, but come, come on, on Simon, you know come how on. to say it. You know how to say Dujic, it. Dujic brothers. No. <laughs> you okay. say it correctly. Dujic, Duchik, Duchik. Jukic. Jukic. God oh, I almost swore again. Jukic, Jukic. Um I'm doing too many things. I'm crunching ice and I'm reading comments and I'm trying to make fun of Pat Vellner. Catherine Schreerer, he did 16 every round. Hey, Catherine, Catherine, Catherine. You can call if you her cat. Put an exclama- cat. Yeah. Cat, if you would have put an exclamation point there like you meant it and like you were slapping me around, I would have believed you. But since you didn't use an exclamation point, I don't believe you either. But it's worth it's worth checking on people. Go back and watch the video because I guarantee you if Lazar is accurate and he can count to 16, that is what cost him the event. And that is a shame that a judge cost you the event. That is a yeah. shame. Yeah, I, 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 after it, I did an appeal. But, uh, yeah, Boz was, he was really nice about it, but uh, he really <laughs> didn't do anything. He just uh, was nice and said, uh, I, I can't play uh, what ifs. Like, what if you trip in those eight seconds? What what if you got tired and just stopped? Like, it's, so he... They actually, at, at first, they messed up my score even more because they put me, uh, they gave me four uh, less double unders than it was written on my scorecard. So that was the only appeal they they made. So they gave me four extra double unders that I that I actually did. So yeah, yeah, that's a shit show. I wonder what they do. I wonder if they talk to that judge. I wonder if Adrian. <clears throat> let's get Adrian on here and ask him what happens. Like after something like that happens, I mean, it's not, it's not a simple, it's, it's a pretty big mistake. Wouldn't you say, Brian? Yeah. I mean, it's a few, it's a few points. It's also a big amount of money, a huge amount of money. And did you wear the same Reeboks that you wore in the running event or did you switch them to the other ones? I, I got nanos. So I was wearing nanos for this one. Oh, good job. And, uh, has Reebok, did they send, are they going to send you more shoes with that $10,000? I mean, you repped them good, and the story has a lot of miles. And the story—it's it. great on, for you uh, and Patrick. At, Dillman, least a, yeah. at least a shoe deal. Yeah, yeah. There you, go. you don't have a shoe deal? No. I'm surprised oh, someone man. hasn't signed you up. Yeah, we we are working on it. Lazar Jukic, event number thirteen. The older brother of Luka Jukic, who's 22 years old. He 12. hails from the great country 12. of Serbia, although he's in France. Um, Doing what young men do. Yeah, we, we skipped the twelve, but it's it's okay. It's just a snatch. Something I'm I'm not great great in. So eh, well, let's go whatever. back to event twelve, the snatch. Uh, it's, it, it was just a lifting event. I was I was praying not to not to be last on <laughs> this one. So just hit the first weight, please. And yeah, I, I, I hit the first weight, and then I, I hit the weight after it. It was, it was again, like there was a bar for us to warm up this time. 
so you you can live you could could lift before and between your lifts so it was it was good good from them to to set up that warm up warm up bar so yeah what Great is job your, to cross it what is your max snatch 275 wow okay how many guys missed the first bar yes but so also surprised. very happy huh <laughs> uh, every like i don't want to be an asshole but <laughs> every guy that missed i'm like I'm well like, yeah one, one spot you don't want to see you don't want to see people fail but that's more points for me that's you know like you said you were praying not to so every guy out is wow i'm moving up one spot here I'm... yes you took 15th and that... in the event and you lost the tiebreaker to jason hopper jason hopper yeah was is uh when you're going to the tie are you like, like what's the thought there how important is that tiebreaker to try to win it but well, for me it's just whatever it's uh i think it's five points at that point so it, every point point matter, but at, at that point, I'm like, I, w- I will do the best I can. I'll do the fast fastest I can. But if he goes faster, there's nothing I can do about it. So yeah, I did all three touch and go the fastest I I could, and he still beat me. So I was not upset about it. I, I gave my gave my best. Was what he you th- pouting at the finish line? Was that? Was Jason pouting at the finish line? Was he angry? Even though yeah, he won, he like he was angry. Yeah, he, he he didn't fist bump. He didn't shake hands. He just left. <laughs> is that the event where he gave the notorious stink eye to Dave? It is. Oh, that's awesome. I, I don't know that story. <laughs> I'll need to watch the podcast with Jason. Eddie Davies says, sorry, Brian, I know you have something to say. Eddie Davies says, 100%. He did 16 every round. I was watching um, it live. I told my girlfriend at the time he was doing 16. I'm so OCD. I have to count reps. Bilal Ahmed, Bilal Ahmed Khan, what a champ! Didn't let the incorrect scoring derail his weekend. Fran Silvano, I love your podcast, Brian. Your fucking audio is atrocious. Please fix it. I love you guys. <laughs> That's what I paraphrase that one. I paraphrase that one. What's one of the main things um, he would change about the games from an athlete's perspective? Uh, nope. Sorry, so- Elise. Great question, but we're gonna move on to the next one because this is the one that caught my eye. Um, I, I guess Serbia won the water polo, um, won the gold in water polo in the Olympics. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so I didn't understand her question the first time she asked it. Um, do you know any of those guys who won? Uh, no, I, 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 I think I played with uh, uh, Mandic, Stefan Mandic, uh, against him in junior categories, but uh, I don't really know them personally. Oh, good. I'm glad you don't, because then we can move on to the next question. Um, go ahead, Brian, about the snatch and about the tiebreaker. What were you going to say? Oh, uh, so I, you know, I would assume in that three rep max snatch, sometimes you you start going and you, immediately you realize I'm not beating this guy. Yeah, I, I realized I realized it in the second rep when it threw me off. I, I I did the second rep and I stumbled a little bit, did a step back and and he didn't. So I I knew I lost at that point, but I still try. Maybe he will miss his third rep, so I just did third touch and go, and he didn't. So yeah. Because I, I saw in there were a lot of tiebreakers, which was you know creates drama. But I saw that there were some times where people just realized I'm losing this tie. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, some some of the guys didn't lift the the last bar, but uh, if I saw it, it 
I, I wouldn't lift it also. It's just you, you did so much up until that point that uh, like there's if, if if there's something that you you can not do, like <laughs> I would not do the last snatch. Makes sense. Uh, CV no That's how you say my last name. G Sevan. CV. Sorry, fr- sorry, Fran. I tried. CV Jeez, man. CV I think so. Why has he got to put that DGA in there? That's not even like a word. CV. CV Jano. CV Fran CV Hey, it's not my fault you got a hard name to say. Uh, event number 13. Yeah. I'm going to the pool today. I'm taking my kids to jiu-jitsu in the pool today, and I cannot go to the pool and feel comfortable taking my shirt off unless I do a workout first. So we got to fucking, like, move, guys. I got to uh, get a workout. Do, in just do 50 push-ups and you're, you're, you're I'm, good to go. Uh, awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's how I do it. That's like 50 good. push-ups and oh, yeah. good. take the shirt off. Hey, there are some incredible shots of your body, by the way. Have you seen some of those, especially in those running events? I don't know which running event it is. There's a slow-mo of you running, and it's a profile, and man, it's, you look yeah. crazy. Yeah, thank, thanks to Josie from uh, Life of Josie. He did this uh, edit. It was really good. Armenian, Armenian, Armenian man. Yeah, I mean, you look like something special. That's, I mean, he really killed it. Anyway, okay, event number 13. Oh, one more thing. One more thing. Sorry, one more thing. And that video that they played, it's now on the homepage of the CrossFit game site. It has some really like unique music, and they played it for the broadcast while we waited for them to set up the award ceremony. That video is crazy. Did that guy do that too, the Josie guy? I'm not sure. I, I, I don't think so. But I, Who did that, I, my, my lift from uh, the second ladder was in there, so yeah. So he's a good dude. Do you know what was that guy's name? I think I sent him a DM telling him, and and I had to go out of my way to do that. But I was so touched by that video. What's that guy's it's name, Brian? Was it just the highlight, like the highlight video from the week, with the yeah little like, clips got, all strung it's together? It's got some trippy music to it. It's so beautiful. I think that was a, a, a team of a couple of people that have been a part of that team, actually. Lillian Fuentes. I'm not certain of that, but possible. Let's just say she was. I love her. Um, okay, uh, event number thirteen. Yeah, that's that was my biggest mistake mistake of, of the of the weekend. Uh, that was the event that I I wasn't really focused on. I was on a high from from yesterday, and uh, yeah, just a rookie mistake of being overconfident. And I will crush those guys. Those guys are, are tired today. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I just uh, went too fast on GHDs and uh, tried my core for the yoke and uh, just couldn't carry a yoke and second to last out of 20 guys. Brian, will you tell us what the event is? It was the 2223 in out this year. It had uh, every round was a buy in of 20. And then I think either seven or eight burpees plus throw the sandbag over the hay bale. With the remaining time, carry a 600 the length of the North Park soccer field. Look back at your entire competition. This stood out to me. I, I didn't hadn't spoken to you about it, but it stood out to me as something that I was like, 
surprised here. I know that his lifting isn't the strongest. I think he's got a pretty strong midline, and I was wondering why you were struggling so much with this yoke. Yeah, I it, I, I just made a mistake. I My strategy was completely off for this one. I was thinking I will have some benefit from doing uh, GHD's full sprint, and that was just a stupid mistake I did. Uh, like, if you go 20 GHD's full sprint, you will get five seconds on on total time, and you will fry your core. And after the those 20 GHD's, I, I just went uh, to the yoke, like I did burpees, and uh, went to the yoke, and when I picked it up, my my core just, uh, like, I... I it, it just my back dropped and I and I couldn't really carry it the first one. I maybe in the first one I I moved it five meters, and then in in the second one I I think I progressed as as event uh, was uh, going. So yeah, I think I I moved it the most at the third interval. So. Um, so when you picked up the yoke, you knew right away. Was that the first time you were aware your core was fried? Were you like, uh-oh, something's not right? Yeah. yeah, that was the first time I was. I realized <clears throat> something's not good. Because uh, in the warm-up, we had yoke to warm up, and I was soup, I was feeling great with that yoke. And uh, it was just um, the surface was different. We were warming up on the concrete, and I didn't do any GHDs to warm up for the GHDs, I just did like some hip opening openings and uh, I did uh, some uh, V-ups and something, but I I usually never warm up for GHD. I, I just like start doing that. So. Um, did you finish it? Was it the last round? If you wouldn't have finished, would you have had one more round or that was the last round? No, that was the last round. I, I finished uh, a minute left until the end, but uh, yeah, it was the last interval of three minutes. And you took 18th out of 20th. One guy was capped. Will Morad was capped. Um, it, do you know that it, does that hurt? Like when you're out there and you know everyone else is done, does that start creeping into your brain? Like, oh, fuck. Yes, especially that some of the guys finished it uh, in the almost first interval, like Adler and uh, BK finished it almost in the first interval. So, yeah, they finished it in the second one and did the burp. He did. 40 GHDs and 16 burpees, and I did 80 GHDs and uh, 32 burpees. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bjorgvin, uh, 441, and your time was 1134. That's, that's a huge difference in terms of how much work that's you did. just insane. Too much. Wow. And and when you cross the finish line, are, are, are you pretty beat up after that one? Yeah, I was. That that. That was the angriest I was the whole whole weekend. Like I didn't let my bad events uh, go inside my head, but this one was. I was so pissed. I, Luca was cheering me from the stands, and it was North Park, so he can he could see me at the over the fence. He's like, "Calm down, it's okay." And I just started swearing. I I, I needed like to to read read get rid of that feeling so yeah it was so that was, was the most stressed i was emotionally I, and I, physically I, a beat down yeah i'll make sure i let dave know that <laughs> 
I told him I was doing a podcast with you today. He pretended not to know who you are. He goes, what about lasers? <laughs> um, I don't think so. You're, you're making that up. No, I'm not. <laughs> really? Come on, uh, We feed uh, next to each other. <laughs> Lazar, would you would you take Fraser as a coach? Sevon, would you get commission if Fraser would coach Lazar? Uh, thanks, Sevon, for entertaining shit out of us, entertaining the shit out of us for the past few weeks. For example, we watched the entire JMS podcast production in one week. Love it big time. Um, Fran, oh no, dude. Fran Sevigno, uh said, "You're becoming one of the, my favorite interviewers ever. You're amazing. Love what you're doing with your kids." Um, sorry, I didn't realize that was going to be just a jerk off session on myself. As I read those, uh, so 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 that was the first event for the final day. Did you have plans going into that final day? Like, hey, I'm going to move up five spaces today. Hey, I'm going to kick yes. ass. And okay, so so it's it's actually even worse than we thought. It, it was not only a shitty event for you, but it kind of dashed your dreams from the night before when you were in bed, being like, okay, I'm really going to come out hard tomorrow. Yeah, and uh, like I I took some time to to get frustrated and uh, to get angry. Like I, I was 20 minutes, I, I was angry. And then I went inside the uh, cold, cold tub. And uh, like, it, it's just over. You need to move, move on. If you continue doing this, you will get even worse on the next one. So just move on. It's done. You can do nothing about it. Just forget <laughs> it and let's go. Um, you described your approach to that event as being a little bit, I think you used the word arrogant. Um, because of no, how I well didn't, you... but I was on a high and I was, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do great in this one. So, yeah. So, so it's a quadruple whammy physically, emotionally, um, dashing kind of your hopes from the night before, but also, um, not living up to your expectations at all. Yeah. Especially with this one, that, that, that's nothing I, I can't do. Like it's all, all good movements for me. Like, Yoke, yoke was not that heavy that I was supposed to struggle that much. So, yeah. Do you have access to a yoke at home in, um, in Serbia? I, I don't have it near me, but if I need it, I will go somewhere and do it. There, there are gyms that have the yoke. Like a real yoke, or is it like some Serbian one that's like welded <laughs> together by like the local guy? A real yoke, really. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> do you believe him brian i'm picturing like this contraption that's made out of like recycled metals <laughs> i thought he might just uh, two, two fridges Both. on the side and, yeah, you, and to... you, yeah two <laughs> two fridges on the side i'm telling you how did he come up with that so quick i'm telling you that's what they use and to increase weight they put beer inside and they have a bungee cord that holds the door shut i was thinking and it's he got might a... just Go ahead. For his neighbor and unhitch the ox. Yeah. <laughs> the plow on his shoulders and get to work. Norm normally when he no, it's the actual ox when he lifts up. Normally when he practices the oaks, he has cock and balls resting on his neck. <laughs> <laughs> those, those are Greeks. That's Greek story. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no one's safe. No one's safe. <laughs> Uh, and I picture it like having a rusty pipe, and like and, and Lazarus had like has to get a tetanus shot, like every six months because the fucking yoke is. Oh man! Okay, enough making fun of Serbians and Greeks and Armenians. Uh, event number fourteen. 
Hold on, hold on. Ice bath. Okay, go ahead. It's a good time to ask this. I wanted to ask it actually. A couple of events go by for as the weekend wears on, and you get you've now made it past the final round of cuts, and you're looking at the leaderboard. It's like okay, well, these three or four guys, they're probably five or six guys. They're probably maybe these eight guys. They're too far behind me to catch me. Guys, and saying like these are the four guys I really need to. Pay attention to. Yes, yes. Vino, uh, Vino, Saxon, uh, also. Maybe Guy. Guy, Guy, Guy. I don't know how his last name. Mayeros. And then maybe uh, like Scott yeah. Panchik was right around there. No, he was. He was uh, just once in front of me after the cleans, and then I took him over. So yeah, uh, Saxon, Guy, uh, Vino. And yeah, that's that's it. I'm gonna regret saying this next thing. Who's Vigneault? Alex Vigneault. <laughs> Come on. Oh, right, right, from Canada. Shit. Okay, I had him confused with Thomas Vigneault. Wasn't there a Thomas Vigneault from Finland? Sorry, sorry. Thomas Vigneault. I knew it. Yeah. yeah. Vianna, sorry, I got my shit. I got my wires all crossed up. Sorry, sorry, Alex. Sorry, I knew like, I was gonna you, hate you regret two saying are that. Just great combo. Like, I knew uh, I was gonna regret. I'm like, I don't see Thomas Vigneault. I don't see. I'm looking through the list here in front of me. I knew I was shouldn't have opened my mouth. It was probably should have okay, texted you uh, that. Damn it, Lazar. Yesterday, G, we talked to BKG, oh, and shit. he brought up Thomas Viano. It was probably it was in his mind. Anyway, oh, so man, you're right. yeah, so you are focusing on a couple of these guys. Yes. And after, you know, you have to put team before behind you and you still don't know what the last two events are. No. Right? No. So then you go to the briefing. We announced after the after the yoke, we, we we then got told what are the next two events. We we actually uh got to know what's final first and then after we, we got to know what, what was event number fourteen. Yeah. How do they get the yokes on and off the field? Actually, this it is this is amazing. Volunteers are just like huge, huge, huge applause for them. Like great guys, and they put two uh, plates on one side. They made it like this, and then just roll it to the floor until the end of the floor. Oh, are there's are there wheels on one side of it so you can do that? They they make wheels out of uh, plates. Oh, out of the plates. Oh, wow. Okay. It was pretty great, cool. I great, was, I was, because when I went, I wasn't sure of the exact distance travel, or it said it, it said like 136 feet, but I didn't know if that was going to be a down and back. Because something I always think about when you have a worm or a yoke and you're running a competition with multiple heats is you need the equipment to like end, like if you can design the workout so that it ends where it starts, then you don't have to do the work in between the heats. And because it was the two 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 three interval, and I assumed that Dave wanted it to take at least two, three, maybe four intervals for most of the guys, which it did. But when people were finishing in one, almost finishing in one, they have to go down and back, and then after they drop it off the last time, they'll run a dramatic finish. But that wasn't the case, and I was like, "Wow, get these yokes back down there!" And then I saw what they were doing exactly what plates off one side, tip it up, and roll it all the way down the field. It was pretty cool. Um, I, I don't remember what year it was, if it was like 2010, but I'll never forget when um, 
the volunteers and the people who set up the equipment. If you've never been to the games, it's really remarkable because how they do it is, is it's kind of like a military parade. They all march in single file line and it's like organized. It's almost like um, synchronized swimming. The way they all come on there in a line and then they spread out and then they do their stuff and then they leave in a synchronized line. They're only allowed, allowed to travel certain routes and they have to stay in order. It's really neat. It's fun to watch. It, it's just super impressive. Like, yeah, nobody would say those those guys are not working together whole year for this. Right, right. They're Does, so good that it's impressive. Yeah, it's like a marching band, but instead of instruments, they're just taking equipment on and off. It's cool. It is cool. I, I used to love watching that. Um, okay, so event number 14, you go into it and you don't know what it is. I, I, I still don't know what it is. What was it? Freestanding has some push-ups and Oh, that's right. He announces these two workouts back-to-back. Uh, -back. In a positive mindset, okay, these are things I can do, or are you a little bit like, oh, man, these are not good for me? Again, what, what I think uh, first thought that comes to mind, barbell again. In both workouts. So, both workouts. It was, uh, I, I, I said to Luca after the games, we had belt on more times than we didn't. Mm. Mm. Okay. And, so and were the deadlifts, were the deadlifts were four, 405? 405 short bars. So it's like 435 <laughs> at least. And um, what, what is your max deadlift? Uh, uh, I, I'm not sure in pounds, but it's uh, 230 something kilos. Uh, not sure. Nothing impressive. Maybe, uh, maybe 540, 545, something like that. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's 500. <laughs> Someone will do it, say it. Tell us in the comments in a second. Um, okay. So, it, and, and so, so, so it's heavy. So 405 is heavy for you, especially at the end of the week. Yeah. Really heavy. Uh, the fun thing about this workout is uh, that uh, I it took me two minutes. Uh, Jeffrey Jeffrey told me this on on the dinner. It took me two minutes to finish the last deadlifts, and it took him fourteen seconds. And I still beat him in the workout. <laughs> so, yeah. What? He I'm broken. Bam bam bam. Fourteen reps of deadlifts, and it, I I did six sets at least. I did singles at the end, so seven sets, eight sets. I am not even sure. And why would you do singles? Aren't you hoping to get at least doubles so you can get a bounce? No, I, I, I just couldn't hold uh, hold the bar. And uh, you can't get a bounce from the short bar. So it's really hard to get bounce from the short bar. That, that, there's a funny story from Dubai how uh, Velner and Fikowski told me about the short bar because we didn't have it on the, on the warm-up area. And they saw me, we had some DT or some barbell cycling with uh, Hank Parkins. And in the warm-up, I was doing it, bouncing it out of my legs. And Valner comes to me and say, you're going to do them like this? Like, yeah, why not? It's a short bar. Like, I'll do it like this anyway. It's like, okay. And we get, got, li got lined up. And I went, I sprinted to do just one to see what he's talking about. I did Hank Parkins dropped it on my leg and it didn't bounce up i just hurt my quads really bad <laughs> you will not do this ever again with the short bar <laughs> wow um does rogue make a short bar that people can order and practice with yeah they do okay and why and do they own one 
Why do they use the I short bars? Do you know? Because of the lengths. Uh, if if there's a longer bar, they like guys will crash into each other. Yeah, I think it's so you can get more. I've I've always heard that it's so they can get more people uh, per event space. Yeah. yeah, but it does. I mean, it does. Uh, in in certain instances, it really does affect um, the weight or the way that. It, that For sure, like clean was much much heavier because of of the short bar. And the snatch event was a short bar too. No, it was a regular bar. It was a regular bar. No, no shortage was, of space there. I thought for the no, 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 no. Sorry, not for the max snatch. I mean for the uh, snatch echo bike. Yes, short bar. Short bar also. Okay, because I remember when they said that, I was like, oh, I wonder if the short bar is so short that it's going to um, change, uh, like, Fikowski's grips or the t- yes, taller guy's it, grips. Fikowski got stones during the whole weekend because of his build and his height. Like, uh, he, he, he was hitting the uh, grass with uh, each swing on the muscle-ups. And uh, for chest-to-bar even if they took off for, for the final event, even if they took off the mat underneath him, he was still hitting uh, the concrete with his feet. So, and also the short bar for him, like he's when he's doing snatch, he's going much wider, I think. So, yeah. Wow. That could be a whole nother show talking about whether that's fair or not. Well, it, maybe we'll or be able fair to is even the right question. Get important time to talk to him because I'm sure that he's got a you know, the best perspective on it. Being the one oh, who's he's, uh, he's really busy, to. Brian. He's really busy. He's really busy. I don't know if we're gonna get him on. He's really busy, buddy. Lazar, before uh, he's really busy. Go ahead. How how often do you practice freestanding handstand pushups? Uh, once a month, and if I practice it, I don't practice it with this standard. So. That I've been, um, I had said on, on one of the podcasts was I didn't necessarily have a problem with the freestanding handstand pushup. Like there is some precedent, and some people have sent me on Instagram, um, CrossFit.com main site workouts that had freestanding handstand pushup. But I've never seen the freestanding handstand pushup walk back down, demonstrate control, and that that counts as a rep. And I would, I thought that it might have been nice if you're going to have them the first year to do them in place. You know, so it's like mm-hmm. you're going to do six in a row in one, whatever. And maybe this standard could have been something that. Do you think that it made a difference at all? No. Uh, like, I think nobody practiced it really like that. So it was just uh, how quick can you adapt? And I, I was I was pretty good uh, adapting to that one. So I was pretty good that one. You got eighth place. Only two yeah. people didn't get capped, uh, Patrick Vellner and Justin Madero. So the only, oh no, that's, that's it. not true for the men. Oh, it is true. Okay. Wow. And did you have a tie with someone in that event? No, you're plus no. 11. You're all by yourself. Yeah. But it was, I mean, that was at the end of that workout. You can, you know, there you go. There's another year. There's another European who's not bitching. No griping from Lazar. Lazar Jukic from Serbia. Even That's Brian tries to bait him. Brian tries no, to bait no, him no, to no, give no. him. Brian hands him some Kleenex, and Lazar says, "Shove that right up your ass, Brian. <laughs> Shove that right up your ass." Well, what I was uh, at the end of this workout, like you're 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 fatigued, right? The deadlifts have you've done. 
Something handstand push-up demands a lot of focus. Just be yep. able to get one of the 14 reps in the final round. And then you really have no, like, it's not a, it's not a workout like the uh, echo bike snap. You can really race someone. Your focus has to yeah. be just on you, right? Yes, I was, I was talking to the judge the whole time while I was doing handstands. Just make, like, be sure to tell me when it's a good rep and stuff like that. Like, tell me how many reps I did. Because it was so confusing because of the lines. Like, you can't really count the lines when you're, doing the workout so i don't know where i am at the moment like i don't know if i did three or two or four like just tell me where i am so yeah i had great great judge that that event so hey um speaking of great judges that judge you got that was making you do 16 reps on the double unders um uh, i have a couple questions about that one did you ever see him or her again was it a man or a woman it was a man i saw him at the uh dinner after like it was dinner before the party, so I saw him there. And I didn't say anything. Um, so, but you never had him again. No. And I, um, I didn't have the same judge. Like all I, the fifteen events, I had different judges. I think they oh, make a cool. point. I think they make a point to make sure that you know judge twice. And yes, I also think. When you were doing the double unders, sorry guys to go back to this. When you're doing the double unders, didn't you know that it was wrong? Like you did the. I'm guessing that he wasn't counting the first one. Was that the issue? No, I made that uh, assumption. I, I think I think what was the issue was he was counting when I step after the double under. So I do double under and step. He counts one. I do a double under and step. He counts two. I, I and and in my head it's. One while I'm jumping, two while I'm jumping, three yeah. while I'm jumping, and I think it was misunderstanding. Uh, misunder like yeah, we, we misunderstood. So, so he had I'm the wrong sure. finish point as the yeah for me. Yeah, interesting. I wonder. Um, and there were other heats in that event, and I'm assuming he judged women. I wonder if he did that to anyone else. That would be fascinating. Yeah, I, to, I really to find want to out. know that. That would be fascinating to find out. Okay, so. Um, and this judge you were talking to um, with the handstand push-ups and everything went great. You give that judge yes. uh, good, great reviews. Okay. Yeah. Uh, shall we move to event number 15, Brian? Yep. Yeah, again, the barbell. <laughs> That's every, every time I uh, – barbell again. And they, and they told you both event number 14 and 15 at the same time? At the so same you, time, yes. Okay. It now you're great wanna... finals, if you ask me. Great finals, uh, just great for the spectators, like racing to the finish and everything. So yeah. And great, I remember this event. one was 600 meter row, 90 chest to bar, and it was the lunges. You're impressed, right, Brian? I'm impressed too. Um, and and the and the and the lunges that were the back lunge, front rack lunge, and overhead lunge. Yes. Woo, boss, boss. He will not need you soon, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are a smart man. <laughs> Brian thinks everyone thinks Brian's a co-host. Really, I'm just in an internship. I'm just in an internship. Um, for you, chest back pull-ups. You just see the barbell. Uh, no, I, I I was thinking the guys will struggle at the chest bar, and I was so stupid to think that it's. 20 fittest people on earth, like everybody can do chest to bar. 
Oh, what do you mean you thought they would struggle? You thought like at 45, thought, people would burn I, I out and then they would see onesies? Alex. I thought I'll beat Alex Vigno because he's a bigger guy. And uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty good with, uh, with chest bars. And also I thought I'm, I'm going to beat uh, Guy. And uh, at the end, it was about barbell. Like I finished some time before him, chest bars, but he, he just crushed the barbell. I think he did back and front unbroken and just dropped it and finished it with uh, overhead. And I needed to drop each each time and my back was broken after the yoke and deadlift. So my front track position was really bad. It was harder than the overheads, overhead position for me. Like I was, I was praying to finish the front track unbroken so I can go to overhead. Overhead was fine. I, I did it uh, close grip because my wrist was killing me and I did it uh, close grip. So it was fine. Like just front track was really, really bad. Why do you have such good shoulder mobility? That one time you referenced you had good mobility and when you were talking about the dumbbell overhead snatch and now you're telling us you had the option to do close grip. I mean, I'm guessing yeah, a lot of, of athletes swimming, don't have that option. Swimming 10 years. Swimming that, 10 years, I would say. And that gives you good mobility in your shoulders? For sure, yeah. I didn't know that. Um, right. Like the only good thing that I had coming into uh, CrossFit was because of swimming, with shoulder mobility and aerobic base. I didn't know you were swimming. Oh, yeah, I swam when I was young as well. And so, and Lazar, you never went to failure. Uh, did you go to failure um, on any of the um, uh, lunging? Did you ever get called back and have to put the bar down or no. even on the overhead? No, you no I, was, I was so careful about that because if you get called back, you will not be called back. Like, drop the bar and pick it up and go again. You, you need to drop the bar, push it back, and then start again from the back. So I was really careful not to step on the lines and do something stupid. Okay. And then when you, and, go ahead. when you when you finish the last of your first games, cross the line, get on the, the finish, what's the emotion? I, I, I don't know. It was relief, happiness, like maybe some some sadness because I didn't do even better. But uh, it, it's everything at the same time. And then standing I would, there. I would say relief, relief. <laughs> and when you're there standing there with the other nine men who were in the final heat of the workout is there like some kind of unspoken bond between you guys stronger at that point i think that is yes like everybody like we sat sat next to each other because there's only one guy that gets called to be fittest on earth so he he goes and nine of us are sitting wishing to so <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah. At it's, the dinner, do you guys do you not let the guys who um, the guys who didn't make the cut? Do you guys make them sit <laughs> at a separate table? <laughs> uh, no, I needed to sit next to my brother. <laughs> uh, Luca, sorry, you're gonna have to fly home on a different flight. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that's what I what what my father would say. <laughs> we did one poor, uh, we did one competition in in Athens when we were younger like two years ago and i took second and luca got seventh and my father's like okay guys you're walking home <laughs> was that the same competition where he was sleeping in the car uh no it was year after but yeah he slept in the car in 2008 17 17 and he slept in the car in 2019 i took second and luca sixth 
And you know, Luca, uh, Lazar, um, you, you say that joking, but that's a consistent theme amongst um, great athletes. You'll hear their parents, like uh, I, you know, I, I use the example of Khabib, um, the, Uf, the great UFC fighter a few days ago. He would win a fight and he would call his dad back home in Russia and his dad would tell him everything he did wrong. And then exactly. he would say, that, that, that's and, my, that's my father. <laughs> and, there, and there is sort of that, um, there is, there is that theme amongst champions. I mean, they have, it's, um, you don't get, there's no easy road to the top. There's no, there's just no easy road to the top. Like there's no pity party. There's no, I agree. it's, uh, it's like, it, what could you, what could have you done better? Right. Soon after the competition ends, are you already thinking that next year? After, I was, like that night, I was I was thinking what I will do to get myself better. It it's it's like everybody when Fraser said this quote, when will you start preparing for the next games? He said uh, tomorrow. Uh, you start preparing mentally, you, you start thinking what you will do better next season, where you will improve, but it's just so stupid not to take rest and uh, heal and uh, mentally get more hungry for the next season. So, yeah, it's you start preparing mentally, but physically you definitely need some, need some time off. That's interesting. Even when I interviewed Dave after the games were over, I said, what are you doing? He says, I know the right thing to do is just to stop thinking about the games for a week, but I'm not going to. I'm going to go lock myself in an office for the next two days and write down all my ideas to make the games even better the next year. And I, yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's an obsession, right? There's a lot on the line, a lot of responsibility. So many people putting in effort. Lazar, there's something that... Um, the TV does not translate at all that none of us can know. And it's the emotional journey that a human being goes through when you break them down physically, the way you were broken down in those five days. Is, is there, are you aware of that as that's happening? Like, Holy shit. I'm something's like, I'm getting exposed emotionally. Like as yeah, my, the, as my physical body is. Yes, for, for sure. Like I, I was, always close to to Luca and uh, Anya during the whole uh, whole week but uh, I, I I got uh, a lot more into myself during the week as we progressed I, I like second day I, I talked to you guys and uh, then I remember getting an email for the last day do, do you want to be in the I, I saw it just like after the day after the games but I was I was not even checking mail. I was not doing anything. The, the only thing why I was checking mail was uh, to see if I get across the games. So yeah, even my coach was with me. I I I was barely talking to him. It was just what I need to eat, when I need to warm up, and stuff. So there there is not much talking. Like you, I think you stop sparing energy on everything else except execution, and you 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 just like close in and uh, think what can you better what what can you do better and uh, how can you improve for the next one but yeah it's it's mental roller coaster from from highs to lows like and you need to be 
like present in in all of it and just uh, let it let it sink in and focus on the next one so yeah high low continue whatever happens you need to continue do you, do you have a good cry after the games <laughs> no <laughs> no there's no, no like that night you go to your room turn on the shower and just weep no my oh. all right so much for that question <laughs> no no i heard the question uh, yeah uh, for for me there wasn't so much crying like i i did okay i did what i expected and uh, if i won i would cry but i i think i expected what i did so for example uh, i remember semifinals i expected to qualify for the games but luca didn't and after the the games we weren't after the semis we weren't together so i i saw the leaderboard first and i knew he qualified and i called him i, I told him you qualified and he just started crying like he, he said you're lying no you're qualified and he just started crying like really crying like a baby <laughs> like was... you hadn't heard him since you've been a little boy like did exactly. it remind you of that exactly yes <laughs> oh i love it god i love it what a what life is so great <laughs> amazing um is the pl- how, how hard are you being on yourself for next year? Is the plan just to get to the games again, or is the plan to do better than ninth? Or is there like, do you even think like that? No, no. For me, it's there, there's only one goal, and that's to win it. It's it's not. Uh, I need to go seventh or fifth or whatever. Uh, for me, it's only one goal in mind, and I I want to win it. And uh, I think I I worked as much as any other guy if not more so yeah for me it's only one goal in mind and yeah i i started planning and started uh, thinking what i will do better and uh, how i will change my training to benefit my overall fitness so yeah they i I, and i i think i of course you you first need to qualify but i think i will not like this year i trained for the open then I trained for the quarterfinal. Then I trained for the semifinals. And then I started preparing for the games. This year, I, I think I will start preparing for the games as soon as I start training. So, Wow. Does that sound uh, right to you, Brian? I think so. I think both, both this year was necessary because he hadn't done that yet. And now, you know, but he also knows that he's, even though it's his first and he has, a, you know, a big training base when it comes to executing metabolic conditioning workouts in the open and quarterfinals and doing what he needs to to get there. But the stuff that happened, the things that happened to him at the games, he learned a lot from him. Obviously, we, we know that. And he's very aware of the places he can. And some of those places are not things that you can improve in a six-week training cycle right before the games. You need to take a few trips of the year planned carefully with some deloads and rests in there to be able to build up the strength that he wants to build up so that he can best chance possible to meet and reach his goal. There's that word again, deload. Well, whatever. You can't go heavy every day. You know? I know, but it's just, it's just that word deload just... just just don't think it has anything to do with weightlifting. Um, someone said, get Brian a fucking cable. Uh, 
just so you know, so guys, it's not his cable. We're pretty sure it's his computer because he's he has an old ass computer, and we had, think it has something to do with uh, the buffer. His internet speed's good, everything's good, so he has ordered a new computer. And I'm actually on a, a LAN and cable network or whatever, plugged yeah, into the. So, right, right. Lazar, will we see you in the some off season competitions? Have you made any plans for that yet, or are you? St- Oh, I'm um, I'm in big dilemma. There's a there's a bunch of great competitions, and uh, some of them are paid really well. And uh, some like it's it's great to to do all the competitions and earn some money. But if you if you just continue competing, you will come back the same next year. So that that's not my goal. My goal is to play it smart and uh, like maybe maybe I will sacrifice something and. Uh, uh, but I will I will invest in the future like I did in 2019 where I when I didn't show up and it paid off. So uh, yeah, that, I, I got an invite for Rogue uh, two days ago. So yeah, I will I will probably go to Rogue and then from there I'll see. There is also this Mayhem competition and then Dubai, but it's all all also uh, close together. That I, I need to see what I will do. I need to check with my coach and. Uh, with everybody else to like, I need to see what I will do. Yeah. I mean, uh, we, we did talk to Velner about that a little bit too. And it's, it's not an easy decision for the athletes. You, you know, you have one way or the other, you have to give something up either the opportunity or the opportunity to really take the off season to improve the things you want to improve. It's, um, but it's, it's really like, it's, it's really funny that they gave, at the rogues so much money like it's almost like the games so like how can you miss this competition like it's uh, it's uh, when, it's an when, invitation I, I like you, who, you don't have to do a qualifier to get there you've yes spot. yeah like somebody asked me will you do rogue and it was five days ago before i got an invite and before i knew what what were the prizes and what were the like you get your trip paid you get your hotel booked you don't have to think about anything think about all, all of those stuff but then i got an email and like you don't think you don't have to think about anything those guys made everything for you you just need to show up so it's like it's no wonder deal. you think the echo bike is better i think the echo <laughs> bike is better too shit i'm gonna get an invite i'm gonna get an invite god bless the echo bike <laughs> Lazar, thank you. Thank you guys for coming. I, I saw you make that post saying that you were going to do a review. Lazar made a post saying he's going to do a review of the CrossFit Games. I said, I asked him, uh, hey, will you please do that on our podcast? He said, okay, sure. And you did it. And I really appreciate it. Uh, that was a really long, I think that's one of the longest podcasts we've ever done. Two and a half it's hours. two and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> really. Like we need to go for three just to break all the records. Uh <laughs> I would uh, I would encourage you to buy an iPhone um, or take your girlfriend's. Uh, yeah, I, I'm actually using hers at the moment. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> All right, brother. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, guys. It was a pleasure. Thank you, Uh And I'm going to end the stream. Bam.